0: Hey everyone, welcome to We Weren't Friends in High School, the podcast where I reunite with high school classmates from my graduating class of Wissahickon High School in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I'm Brad Corbett, class of 2001. Of course, thank you to Chrissy Redner, aka Chrissy Krause, episode 219, which is available in the archives everywhere you get your podcasts and at youtube.com slash Go there, subscribe to the channel. Speaking of Red Shirt Player, don't get confused, but episode one of the mini podcast series looking at the rap songs that I made under the name of the Red Shirt Player debuted on this podcast feed. I've talked about it in some of the podcasts and now the full crude song where this show's theme song comes from is now available on this podcast feed. Like and follow the show on Facebook at WWFNHS and on Instagram at We Weren't Friends in High School. This episode is being released on February 18th, which marks 20 years that we lost Ray Campion, class of 2001. My best friend, many people's best friends, some from our Wizzhicken class. Also a son, a brother, a cousin, a nephew. And while I had a connection to Ray that I've talked a good amount about, Ray had many aspects of his life that I can't speak to as well as others. Our classmate Pam Durante, aka Pam Lacey, worked with Ray at Sports Authority, and can speak to some of those aspects. Pam had a completely different friendship with Ray than I did. And to be honest, because Pam and I never had a relationship in school, we've never really talked about that time in our life. So I thought this would be the perfect way to help remember Ray today. Two of his friends chopping it up and remembering some old times. We get a little heavy in the conversation talking about Ray and the moment we found out about his accident, and how we dealt with our grief, but we also talk about great memories of Ray and some little details about our own friendships that we've never been able to tell each other. And of course, we're going to find out about Pam's journey through school and beyond. So let's get into it. Here's my conversation with Pam Durante, aka Pam Lacey. So how have you been? I mean, dumb question, I guess, considering, you know, everything that you've got going on, but
1: I mean, I've been good. I really can't complain. We've done a lot in the last, I don't know, year. I mean, we got, my husband and I got married September 1st, 2019. We put our house on the market right before COVID hit. We found out we were pregnant in March and then sold our house, moved in with our parents for a couple weeks until we, our new house was ready. Moved into our new house in September, had the baby in December. So pretty much a lot of it has been going on through all through COVID.
0: Wow. That's, um, I feel like that's kind of old school, kind of the way that like, I feel like, you know, they used to do it back in the day or, you know, one to two, one to two years you're, you're in the family, it's happening and you're.
1: Yeah. But you know what? Um, we're not getting any younger. So. <laughs> and once you hit, Thirty-five in the pregnancy world, you're considered geriatric. So, at thirty-eight, I'm geriatric.
0: Yeah, this is also a common thread that I, I, I've heard from from <laughs> others. Just that that concern and that that push. Yeah, I mean, no pun intended.
1: We we started late in life when we got together, so is what it is.
0: Um, I guess. I mean, we're jumping all the way ahead, Pam, but. Is that, is that something that you wanted that you knew you wanted years and years ago?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, so when I was younger, I always said I never wanted kids. Never. I was like, I'm never having kids. And that I think it was because my mom had a daycare in the house. Like a lot of the kids were teacher's kids. And so they were always at the house on days off and it was just, It was a lot. And it was junior and senior year of high school. And I was like, I'm never having kids. I said, that was the best birth control I could have ever had high school and college because they were everywhere. There were like 13 kids at our house at all times. I felt
0: like. Wow. So you're just totally sick of it.
1: So, yeah, I was done. And then, you know, as I got older, I was like, yes, I'd love to have kids. I want kids. And then here we are with Miss Olivia and she's two months old today. Wow. Yeah. Well, Cheers. Thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely, uh, you know. So you know, the m- main reason, like right now, we're doing this is because I guess we're I don't know a couple weeks away, but like this episode is going to air on the 18th, which okay. is yep. um, you know, 20th anniversary of so crazy Ray passing away. Yeah, it's nuts. Like I, I, can't I just kind of it's been 20 years. Yeah, I was looking at the calendar. You know, there's all this talk about 2020 and all that. And you you kind of forget that this is our 20th anniversary or this aren't like our our 20th year anniversary graduation. I was like, Oh my God, that means that Ray died this year. And I looked at the calendar and I was like, that's next month. Um, I I I cannot
1: believe it's been 20 years. We're not, we don't look that old.
0: (laughs) Depends some days. Yeah.
1: Well, earlier today, I would have said differently.
0: (laughs) I'm speaking for myself only for myself. Yeah. but you know, I, I wanted to I wanted to do an episode with you, you know, about your high school days and everything, but also yeah. to talk about Ray because I think um, I think that I everything that anyone knows about Ray when I talk about him, you know, comes from really just that perspective of my group of friends and growing up in Ambler and right. And um, you had a very different relationship with Ray. Oh, for sure. And it's one that, like, I, I it's not even one like that I bled into in the same way that like you know, that Ray was friends with Scott and then I became friends with Scott. It's like, Ray was right. friends with you and Ray and only Ray was friends with you and the group of friends that like came with you and and, and that crew and so.
1: Right, and the sports authority crew and you know yeah. what? none of them, we were all from different schools except for Ray and Tony and, well, the Antonucci's, but other right. than that, it was all, you know, North Penn and Sutterton and where else were they, like everywhere. They were, it was just a group of us that, and you know what? I'm still friends with most of them, which is so crazy from the wow. time we were 16 until now. It's, it's crazy.
0: That's funny. You know, I, I remember when, um, Ray started kind of hanging out or when Ray started working at sports authority and started like hanging out with you guys. And he's like, Oh yeah, Pam Lacey. And like, we knew Tony of course. And, and right. was work there. And, and, but then he's like "Oh Pam Lacey, you know, it's kind of like, I think our automatic is like, Oh, that's a different group, dude. Like Cam yeah. Lacey like, like seriously what you like, with
1: her? yeah yeah
0: but it was like a little you know to be completely honest like jealousy in that sense when it's like oh you know I hope you don't mind me saying but like you know guys were partying a little bit and like a little bit yeah and, and so you know Ray would come back with these stories of like uh you know these these names for drinks and and mixing these different these different <laughs> concoctions together and we're like so you know <laughs>
1: yeah, right? and you know what it's funny because I was like I'm gonna be a bartender I'm gonna be a bartender and I did I started doing that at 18 uh no right before I turned 21 but I was like when we would have be all together it was let's make drinks let's see what we can come up with let's go here and try this
0: yeah and and Ray really I think developed like a separate identity you know from you know the ambler or like as of when I kind of referenced like those six friends, it was kind of like all stemmed from that. My friendship with Ray. And you
1: guys all lived right near each other. So that's how you guys all became friends, right?
0: Yeah. Ray and Ray and and Tony were friends from kind of like Ambler, uh, Mm -hmm. their parents. And and Ray and I grew up on the same street and Scott and Ray actually just became friends from school. Okay. And, um, yeah, we all, and I think Josh and, and I knew Alyssa a little bit and, um, Suzette Kettner was like, it was a like weird mm-hmm. twist, but like that's how, and then Josh met Alyssa and that kind of like bonded our group. And right, Did so, Josh and
1: Alyssa get married?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did?
1: Yeah. That's they got so married
0: crazy. years ago. Uh, boy, like they were one of the first friends to get married back when I was like 25 wow. or something. <laughs> okay. Uh, two kids.
1: Oh, wow. That's great. So great.
0: Yeah. Uh, who were you? Uh, I mean, well, where did you grow up originally? So,
1: Well, originally I didn't move to Bluebell and start in the second school district till I was in fourth grade. Um, I lived in Narstown. I went to St. Paul's first through third, and then we moved to Bluebell, um, the end of third grade. Now, mind you at that age, it's devastating to move schools and leave your friends and start fresh. And so, yeah, I moved to Bluebell fourth, started Stony Creek in fourth grade and here we are today.
0: (laughs) Um, was that hard going to a different? I mean, you said it was hard, but like what was it like trying to get new friends? Do you remember that process I mean, of
1: I know, like when we moved into our neighborhood, which there were a lot of kids in the neighborhood? Katie Boylan, Dustin Canner, uh Aram Lee, the Bonds, the Rosas, the Forsters, um, who else lived in that neighborhood? The Cantinos the Pinchotties, the Hopes, like they were, it was a neighborhood full of kids. Mm. So when we moved, I remember Katie Boylan's mom and her coming up and knocking on our door and giving us like a tray of cookies, welcoming us to the neighborhood. So like, and then at the bus stop, I met Dustin and the rest of the kids in the neighborhood. So it actually worked out perfectly going to Stony Creek because there were so many kids in the neighborhood that all went there, whether they were my grade or younger, but... It was nice to be able to like have that initial closeness with just the neighborhood kids before you actually went to school to meet other kids. I don't really remember too much of like, our, you know, how else we met other people in school. But I mean, I c- came to have, you know, a group of friends. It was Andy New, Megan McDougall, Kate Moult. Um, yeah, Kate was there. Um, Kelly Brooke. So we were all. We all became, Jim Widener, we all became friends in grade school.
0: And so that was based off of like proximity of where you lived?
1: Yeah, Yeah. it was, I mean, we couldn't, I mean, everyone in the neighborhood, we obviously took the bus together and uh we could walk to each other's houses. But then if we wanted to see the rest of our friends, obviously you had to drive. It wasn't like everything was walking distance, which would have been nice, but it wasn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I think... It, like with me with, because everything was walking, I was so, even now, like I'm so adverse to like hanging out with people where I have to drive and like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just so like, if I, if I can't walk there, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Yeah. Yeah. But like for you, like, you know, you're, you're able to branch out a lot more and it's not, you're not really as close. Yes. I don't know. I don't want to say close minded like I was, but like you're I able mean, to like, just branch out into different friendships, not based on anything particular, but.
1: Yeah. I mean, we had to drive everywhere and then once I got my license, I was like, come on, let's go here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> but what, kind yeah.
0: of, what kind of stuff were you into as a kid?
1: Um, Like as a little kid?
0: Or yeah. like yeah. in high
1: school? Um, oh, like
0: as a, as a little kid.
1: I mean, the regular girl stuff, Barbies and ponies. And, you know, I always wanted a horse. And so I took horseback riding lessons. My parents were like, you're not getting a horse.
0: That's funny, because uh, I know Andy knew was into horses is isn't is it was
1: yeah right? she is yes I believe she still is
0: were you guys horse friends
1: no I'm not like that <laughs> no no horse friends but we talked about horses but she was way more into it than I was I took riding lessons for like a couple years and then that was it
0: were you uh did you do sports other sports as a kid
1: I did I mean when we moved it was um we did I did recreational like basketball and softball and then in high school middle school and high school it was lacrosse, field hockey. And those are my like high school sports.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, when you got to middle school, mm-hmm. the friends that you had, were you fortunate enough to, ha- to have any of those from elementary school in your middle school pods?
1: Uh, yes. I, I can't, honestly, my mind is like, so mom brain, <laughs> um, but no, I, I mean, I stayed friends with Kelly and Jen and Kate and Megan Um, Nicole Westifer, Katie Boylan, I can't remember when she, I don't think she went to high school, but she was in middle school, I believe. So I stayed friends with her. Um, But it was nice because she lived right down the street. So for sleepovers, it worked out perfectly. (laughs) You know, just walk down the street, walk up the street.
0: So wait, what? So I used to do sleepovers with like, like Alex Mater was the big sleepover house. Mm-hmm. And like me and Brandon mark Marcraft, Marcraft and, and Mike Mayo and Ray, yep. we used to all go over to Alex Mater's house and watch mm-hmm. wrestling and play Super Nintendo and yeah. um same type of sleepovers for for you?
1: No. No, oh. definitely not. <laughs> I don't think uh we ever watched wrestling, <laughs> played video games. It was more like We talked about boys and we did the Ouija board and played light as a feather, stiff as a board. And what else do we play? I don't know. We'd watch girly movies or scary movies. I remember a time we watched, um, what's the one with the bees in the toilet? Candyman.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. 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 We
1: watched that at, I think it was Megan McDougal's. And then none of us wanted to go in the bathroom by ourselves. (laughs) <laughs> or like we were up in her bedroom the one time and we were playing the Ouija board and the lights came on and, you know, the the little ghost stories that you have. And it was, that's, that was our sleepovers.
0: That's funny. Um, God. Yeah. I haven't thought about sleepovers in a while. It's funny.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's was, it was my house, the Brooks, the McDougal's. It just depended who, who wanted the kids that night. And my mother would be like, be quiet. You're too loud. You're up all night. It's 4 a.m. Go to sleep.
0: (laughs) When you, when you mentioned like that group of friends, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I look at it, I, you know, I interviewed Kelly Brooke. Mm -hmm. um, So a little bit of like insight into like, you know, what she was kind of up to. um, But were you guys, I don't look at you guys as, uh, you guys, (laughs) you You guys, (laughs) been here too long. I don't look at you guys as like um, um, the group that maybe I heard all the the rumors about um in middle school i, I talk about like middle school being really mm-hmm. the start of like feeling like things were so advanced you know from a party perspective and and mm-hmm. um sex and and things like that from from your point of view like where you sat with your friends and and your comfortability when you looked around did you feel like it was around you was advanced and did you feel like pressure
1: i mean i don't think i felt pressure in any way um but i mean now that i look at it it's like I didn't feel as we were advanced then but like if I look at kids now I'm like wait you're doing that at this age I don't I feel like we weren't even thinking of that at this age but maybe other groups of people were from what I from what I would think I don't know um but yeah I'm like I don't think we were even thinking about like having sex and doing drugs it was more like oh we like this boy we like that boy but it wasn't advanced in that sense of like let's go have sex with them, let's do drugs, that kind of thing. I don't think that was more until like high school.
0: Were you aware of it around? Like did you Yeah.
1: I mean I feel like it's around it was around seventh, eighth grade. Like not like I don't I don't want to say too advanced, but in that sense of, you know, seven minutes in heaven and go play in the closet kind of thing. (laughs) Spin the bottle. When you'd have like the co-ed parties, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think, I don't, I don't think for me, I was in that advanced area or pressured to even think about doing it. It was like, Oh, he's cute. Uh, but honestly, I never dated anyone in in middle school or high school that we went to school with. So it wasn't.
0: Did you date in middle school? No. Okay. Mm -mm. I was going to ask, like, at that age, like, how do you date out of the so (laughs) in high school then you dated out of the school district?
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, It was people that I met at sports authority uh, Mm -hmm, that went to other schools because I was like, I'm not going to date someone. that I'm like, honestly, I don't know. I felt in in high school, I was like, I feel like I'm going to see you every day. But then I have to talk to you at night after school and then I have to see you on the weekends like too much. I wanted to be, like, outside of it,
0: <laughs> if when, that makes
1: any kind of sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I don't know if um, – I don't really hear people say it that way. Usually people's <laughs> answer is, like, they didn't want their business, like, out and around, so they dated in different, you know, uh, different schools, not so much that, um, like, as you described. Right. So when you're, when you're, when you're dating or when you have like the friends that are, that are at sports authority, um, that's a mixture and, and you're dating like, you know, people from that, from that group or, and you're interacting with other school districts. Is that your first interaction with like, with like, um, boys in your friendship or did you have guy friends that you actually hang out with? It was a Hicken.
1: I had guy friends that I hung out with. It was Hicken. It was, um, like, Pete Janik, Kevin DeProsperous, Mike Roberts, Craig Havens, Matt Woodman. Like that was like the guy group that like we would hang out with. And then um, like my house, we'd have parties in high school. And the boys would DJ. So Depot and Matt Woodman and Pete Janik. and Ev- I have a picture of Evan DJing in my parents' basement. <laughs> and I was like, holy moly, flashback. But like we'd we'd have like 20 to 40 people. At my parents in my parents' basement every couple weekends and the boys would DJ and we'd all hang out or wow. so that was like our like guy group of friends and then the girls when they started dating upperclassmen they all came to the parties too like um Stilo and um Joe Gillespie and like that group of guys would be at our parties as well
0: When you started, how did that happen that you started having parties?
1: I have no idea. I just, I think it was more like my parents were like, if you want to go to a party, have it here. So they know where we are. They know what's going on downstairs. There's nothing, you know, if anything, like, I know, I remember the guys going out and smoking in the playhouse in the backyard kind of thing. My brother would be like, I want to go. And I'm like, you're too young because he's five years younger than me.
0: Now, people have talked about parties um, in the past on the show, and, and they've talked about like um, kind of like the, oh, you can't come in. Uh, no. Did that ever, that ever. Like, first of all, how does the word get out about, I in my head, I, I have an idea, but tell me, like, how does the word get out? That
1: I think it party? was just was, you know, I tell the group of people that, you know, are coming or we want there, you know, you're invited. We're having the party kind of thing. And how, how many say people- I
0: how many people do you think are in that group? Like that you're saying, I want to come.
1: I have no idea. <laughs> Honestly. Like, are you saying I'm,
0: like, I want to tell, like, like t- I tell 10 of my girlfriends.
1: I, I, yeah. Like it was like, I'll tell this group. And if they bring a couple people, then that's fine. But I mean, I don't think it was ever, you can't come kind of thing. It was, I don't know. I was, I always felt like I was friends and like with everyone, not like friends, friends, but like I was social with everyone. I didn't, I really, at least I tried to not be a total dickhead to people as you know, if I was, I'm sorry, I apologize. But I honestly think like my mom always said, she's always like, you had so many like different groups of friends and like different people you were friendly with That It never seemed like you disliked anyone. You had issues with anyone, you, you know, at least I tried not to anyway. So it was, if you wanted to come, you come.
0: Um, did that happen? Like, did you ever? Were your parties ever? I don't know. Crashed.
1: No. Mm-mm. That's good. At least not that I can remember. I mean, I don't know. <laughs>
0: um, the only person I've heard, like, uh, I think Will um, in the in the episode that is yet to be released. Will. Uh, Will Avall.
1: Will Avall. Oh, I loved him.
0: Um, <laughs> mentioned that you know when he first came to Wizahicken. Uh, you were like one of the parties, uh, that he used to, uh, go to. And I think even maybe before he came to he mm-hmm. was invited to the parties through Andy new. And that's how yep. he started to meet people from Hicken. Yep. Um, yep. I remember
1: tell- that. Oh my God. That's, Oh, wow. Until <laughs> it
0: feels his,
1: like Years and years and years ago
0: until his episode comes out, I'll just tell everyone the different things that he says in the podcast.
1: Yes, please do. Oh my God. I was, it's funny. Cause I, um, I was looking for my senior yearbook, which I cannot find. So I have my uh, junior yearbook, but I was going through bins at my parents' the other weekend and I'm finding pictures from like parties. And we had, it was like, there was a picture and it was like, how many people can you put on one couch? And we had this couch in my parents' basement. And mind you, it was an old couch. We must have put like 30 people on that couch, like legit. It was like, everyone just piled on one. And I, I'm going to find the picture and I'll show you it probably wasn't 30 people. It was probably like 15, but still, it's still a lot of people.
0: I just got like one of those deja vus. Like, did I hear that in the hallways like back in the day? Was that like something <laughs> I, I had heard? We're going to get people on this couch.
1: Yeah. Let's see how many we can fit in the, on the couch. I, it's so funny. It's so funny to think of that. I remember going to Will Laval's house for Halloween and we went trick-or-treating and watched the Blair Witch Project and it's just funny to think of like the things you did in high school. And I'm like, I, it's, you know, it's crazy. I really don't talk to anyone we went to high school with. Really? Like, I'm not really friends with anyone. Like Laura Hirschberg, she lives two minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. She had her baby a week and a half before I did. And Nothing. we were close and we were close to the end of high school and in college. And after that, but I had not, I've yet to see her. And it's probably been a couple of years.
0: Well, let me ask you then, like, you know, is it the same group of friends? It's Megan McDougal, it's it's uh Kate Mole, it's Kelly Brook. Is that is that your your like still an Andy New and, and Kevin DePros? This is your high school group of friends, like all the people that kind of encompass those.
1: Yeah, and it was cliques, um, more or less. Yeah, it was uh, Jamie Rosen and Lauren Levitt and it was um who else was, it was it? Katie Ryan, Laura Byland.
0: And it's like, what's the nature of the friendships? Is it like, um, is it like going to each other's houses? Like more than just them coming to your house, it's you're going to their house.
1: Yeah. I mean, we were all really close. Ashley Kreider, we were always at her house. Um, but yeah, we were all really close through middle school and high school. And then I guess, I guess maybe it's just me that isn't friends with anyone. I know a lot of them are still really good friends, but like, I kind of like branched off and like stay with my sports authority friends and my college friends. And then as I got older, once I was 21, I met another group of friends who I'm still friends with today who were like my best friends. So it's just kind it's, I think it's weird to me that I'm not friends with or close with anyone I went to high school with, but at the same time, I'm like, it's life. It happens.
0: You know, I hate the word weird um, because that's such a negative connotation. I'll say that it's, it's not probable. The odds would be against it that, of all the friends that you had that there's zero that right. you have a connection with. I guess that's why I'm like I'm so curious about, you know, the nature of your friendships um in high school. Yeah, like we were all was really it, close. Was it ever like one-on-one hangs?
1: Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It was so it's like I mean, real
0: full-fledged, like just friendships with multiple people.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, like we'll, you know, we'll wish each other happy birthday, congratulations, kind of thing. But it's I it's not like we go out to dinner, we meet up, we talk, we text. It's honestly, it's not like that. And it's so it's it's so crazy to think that, like my mom even said, she's like, I can't believe you're not friends with all these people you were friends with in high school. I'm like, I know. The only one that I actually keep in touch with is Ali Contino, but she was a year below us. And she moved and went to Methacton. And um, she was at my wedding. We've been we've kept in touch this whole time, but like, it's not like she lives in Cape May. So I don't see her all the time. I don't really text with her. It's every now and then that we reach out to each other, but she would be the only person I think from high school that was even at our wedding that I, now that I think about it. Hmm. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is weird. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know I'm telling you, it's so weird to me.
0: No, you know, I, I, I don't, uh, I was telling someone yesterday, like I'm, Oddly enough, even though I'm doing this podcast it, prior to this, I wasn't very like in contact with Wizzahickon people. So it's not like irregular. I think just because you're such a so- it seems like you were a very social person is.
1: I was. I was. I was very social. But, you know, what's funny. Up until like freshman year of high school, I was very quiet. And like shy and like I would only really stay with my group of friends. I didn't really branch out. But once high school hit. I don't know. A switch went off and I was like, I'm going to be social. I'm going to be friends and be friends with everyone. I don't care.
0: (laughs) Um, so did you consider yourself outgoing in high school?
1: Um, yes, I would say I was, but like at the same time, like, I don't know if, I don't know if I would fully start up a full conversation with you if I wasn't like, if I didn't really know you, but it was, I'd say hi to you in the halls. I, but I was social that way, but I don't know if I'd be like, hey, let's hang out if I really didn't know you kind of thing,
0: if that makes no- sense. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's normal for for high school especially yeah. and, and life in general. No one hangs out right. with
1: strangers. Right, right. <laughs> right. I mean, there's some weird ass people out there.
0: <laughs> Did you have uh, – do you have any teachers that you liked or any classes that you that you really liked in high school?
1: Um. Let's see. Let me think. High school – high school, I'd say – I mean, I – mr curcio that class was just a nice fun class everyone had a good time in that class i did like um the probability and statistic class with mr brody right that was his name mr brody
2: yeah props yeah. To
1: that. yeah i i love that class and i'm not quite sure why because mind you i don't think i do any of that now but i love that class
0: No one does. (laughs) No one does any of that stuff except for teachers of Probstat.
1: Right. Right. But it was just a class that I totally enjoyed and I would take it again if I could. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Who were your teachers that you enjoyed?
0: Uh, Well, you know, what's funny is I had Brody for like a a half year or maybe like a semester uh, or or that is a half year, right? Or maybe a marking period uh, when Miss Castor was pregnant. Um, oh Yeah. And she ended up leaving the end of the year. I had Brody for the rest of the year for calculus. So I did like him.
2: OK. Um,
0: I liked uh, I liked Conahan and chorus uh, at the end of my at the, like my senior year. I think we had him. Um, I like okay. chorus in general. Yeah. Um, no matter what. It was always kind of like an escape from sitting in the desk. And yes, you know, um, I, I always liked math. So I like like Warren Sabia. Um, mm-hmm. With algebra, algebra was super fun. Was he me. the one?
1: Wait, which one was the one that gave the test? Like, you go in, you take your fifteen-minute test, and he'd go outside.
0: Warren, that- every Warren. like, or like every day, you you'd had to do like an algebra test to start the day. Yes, yes. Yeah, and it would be nice. like I uh, remember that class. It'd be like a hundred. It'd be like a ten by ten sheet. Yep.
1: And he'd be like, "Okay, okay I'm going outside. You finish this, and I'll be back in in ten minutes or whatever it was."
0: Yeah, and that got me really good. Of like figuring it out and, and, you know, writing quick, thinking quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. I don't know. I just, it, it's like for like a, I hate saying this because it's, it's not clinical OCD, like that OCD of like filling in all the gaps and, mm-hmm. and, getting you know, it like done. A, yep. yeah, getting it done. It's like this mm-hmm. one, this one, I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I know there's, I, I love Curcio. I did love Curcio. Yes. Curcio was, he was, was he such was a great creative. teacher
1: and very like, he like, as, I don't want to say as easy as his class was, it was, but like, he pushed you to, to re, you know, to do things outside of what you normally would do.
0: Yeah. You know, I, he was, he, he really helped spark a lot of creativity in mm-hmm. me and, and I, I did things in his class that I remember for like the rest of my life. Right. Um, and it's just because he had a very unorthodox style of teaching, not, um, not very crazy, to be uh-huh. honest, um, but just the way that he taught, the way that he approached teaching was just so different. Um, His assignments were just slightly different. And I yep. just, re- the things that came out of that, I remember for the rest of my life.
1: Mm-hmm. I like Mrs. Lee, Mama Lee. And-
0: Mrs. Lee, math. she was math, right?
1: Yeah, she was great.
0: Uh, she was I just a great teacher
1: her. to begin with. I, I loved her. I, th- I don't even, I don't think I loved her class. I just loved her. She was just wonderful.
0: Was math your, um, your I best math. subject?
1: <laughs> no, I hated math.
0: Did you have a, a subject you think you were best at?
1: Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I enjoyed school. I enjoyed learning. I my only like I got really good grades. I pushed myself. I wasn't in like high classes. I was just you know regular average student um the class I hated was chemistry with Mr. Gottlieb like hated that class I got a d and that was the lowest grade I ever got in my whole school career and it was I hated his class hated it was rough I just didn't get it I didn't get his teaching I I got help and I still couldn't get it I was like chemistry is not for me
0: how did you get help
1: I feel like I did, like, I asked him for help. I asked other, you know, kids in school. I remember giving my chem binder to Pat Novak for for why. I don't even remember, but that just, like, sparks in my head that I gave him my chemistry binder, whether it actually happened. It might just be me thinking that. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Oh. See, I just I just talked to him like last week. I wish I could have asked him then.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll message him on Facebook and be like, "So, did I ever give you my chem binder for some reason? Probably because he, maybe he had the class after me."
0: Well, you know, he talked about he did talk about like um, science specifically um, with with Mr. Gottlieb and one other teacher. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, science specifically, like really enjoying and um, taking pride in yeah. having like good grades
1: yeah I mean I never wanted to get bad grades I loved school I love you know it was like I'd come home and after sports and it was like I did my homework we'd go on vacation and we would go on vacation every October so I'd get all my homework assignments and let me tell you that was done the first two days before I even started like full vacation mode because I was like I want to get it done I want to be able to like enjoy my time but at the same time I didn't want my grades to fall either. Mm. So, yeah. What
0: what was your study method? I always had such a really hard time with studying that. I I
1: mean, in high school, it wasn't, I feel like it was just note cards and going over my notes and constantly like repetition. College, I did that and I seemed to bomb my tests in college. Now is what it is.
0: But Wait, you made note cards in high school?
1: Oh my God. I, yes. I have flashcards for everything.
0: Like, was it like, um, I'm trying to think of like how our tests were phrased, like for different things. So, was it like multiple, or was it like, um, uh, vocab words and like, and like, <laughs> and like, um, treaties? Like, it was like, it was like dates and
1: things that happened on these dates for certain things. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Like, Archduke like- Ferdinand assassinated. <laughs> what is the, what is the start <laughs> yeah. of the world? Yes. Well, yes. That's it was crazy. mostly
1: for like that. But, I mean, I would definitely I'd have my mother quiz me like we'd have I know we did study groups to like for finals and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, I tried to get as best of grades as I could.
0: Were you were you um, you had to be aware, but did you feel competitive at all with your friends being that all your friends, you know, were pretty got pretty good grades and.
1: No, I no. just didn't. know. I mean, I wouldn't say I was competitive with grades at, for any of the years in school. I just wanted for myself, I just wanted to have, I didn't want to repeat. I didn't want to have to go back. And, you know, if I didn't understand, I always asked for help. I'd always ask the teachers for help. They asked for extra credit, things like that. So I was always trying to like push for, myself.
0: You asked for extra, extra credit.
1: Like, if I could get extra credit, like do something for extra credit, of why would you want to
0: do this? So, you, I mean, like, you know, uh, Paige Miller talked about liking school, and and mm-hmm. Kim Potter like school, like, you liked school. I
1: like school, I enjoyed school, why? I like learning. I don't know, I mean,
0: but to you didn't, this day, like- I
1: still like to learn things and like learn new things and do new things. So, I guess it kind of just rolls with life.
0: That's funny, but yeah,
1: did- I mean, I didn't dislike school at all. I, I, I wouldn't go back and redo it again, but at the same time, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed learning and I really didn't have, I really didn't dislike school. It wasn't like get, you know, a fight to get out of bed, to go to school in the morning.
0: Uh, Speaking of that, um, I'm always curious when I get to talk to girls about Mm -hmm. like um, the preparation of going to school in the morning what that encompasses, how early in the morning you had to wake up for the oh, 7.45 start time. I wasn't, I wasn't that girl. Time.
1: I was not that girl at all. No. And to this day, like I can get ready in five minutes and I don't care. <laughs> I'd shower the night before because I played sports. So I
0: right. come
1: home and shower the night before. So I'm not going to get up, shower. put, And I never like, even to this day, I don't really wear makeup. So it wasn't like, I, and I'm like, who am I getting dressed up to see? Like, I, it, was, it wasn't like a competition with friends to, you know, who's dressing up, who's doing this. It was just, I'm rolling out of bed, putting my hair up, and off to school I go.
0: And your boyfriend's not in the school, so. Right, who cares? <laughs> um, for sports, so you play lacrosse, field hockey, so you were, were you, was that all four years?
1: Um, field hockey was all four years, and in middle school. Lacrosse, I think I did lacrosse Freshman and sophomore year, if I remember correctly.
0: So um, you were you there for the big? What's now now been talked about a couple of times with uh, with Chrissy and with Lizzie for the big party where a bunch of Team Apes were kicked off the team for the, the house party.
1: I honestly don't remember that. So wow. then maybe I only played freshman year.
0: <laughs> what was your What was your experience in in sports with? I mean, and lacrosse.
1: I loved it. I love playing sports. Field hockey was like my thing. Um, I hated preseason. I think that's why to this day, I hate running. Like I will never be a runner. I don't know why I picked sports where I was going to have to run, but, um, like the preseason where you had to to make the team, you had to do a seven minute mile. And I'm like, how am I going to do this? Like (laughs) I wasn't like teeny tiny. I wasn't super athletic. I was athletic, but it was just like, I'm like, how am I going to do this? And then, you know, the two mile trail runs and the wall sits and all the preseason stuff that led up to that. And then you're starting your season and you're running. And I'm like, I hate running. And I have friends are like, you want to go for a run? And I'm like, no, I hate it. And I think that's why I think I hate running because of sports in high school.
0: You just wanted to get in there and play.
1: I just wanted to play. I didn't want yeah. to go on trail runs and run miles.
0: Yeah. That's no. ridiculous. Um, I, I used to see I never saw like obviously like the girls' sports so much, but like wrestling, I used to see guys like running with guys on their back and all that. And that was the thing that always mostly scared me away from like any type of sports in school was did,
1: you didn't do any sports in school, did you?
0: None. No. I did musicals and, and okay and you know, to be fair to myself, sports were highly, highly um looked down upon. In like musicals, Mrs. Reckner hated when, especially the guys, because there were so few of us, hated when guys would be gone for sports in the spring. I believe
1: that it's either, I mean, I guess it needed to be one or the other.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I use that as my excuse, but (laughs) I didn't do fall or winter either. So.
1: (laughs) And I took dance, like I took tap and ballet outside of school, obviously, because they didn't have it there. Um, up until I was 16, 16, I think it was. And then it was either sports or dance. I couldn't do both. There was no way. So I chose sports over dance. And Now, mind you, I took dance lessons from the time I was three years old.
0: Did you, so you, did you like it or was it? like Oh, a, I
1: loved you're... it. I wanted to be like in the nutcracker. I thought I was going to be like prima ballerina. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, there's no way looking at it now. I was like, what was I thinking? But Then I was like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to be in the Nutcracker. I want to be in a ballet. And then it was I got to high school and I was like, I want to play sports. Dance is out the window.
0: Did you go to a lot of like theater type stuff when you were a kid or or ballet? Ballet, Ballets? Yes, I would go.
1: I mean, my grandma would take me to the ballet frequently. We would go definitely every year to see the Nutcracker. So that was where it all stemmed from. But My mom put me in dance when I was little, and I just went with it the whole time. I enjoyed it. I loved it.
0: Did you, how, how, like, extensive, up to your 16, but how extensive, like, was your dance stuff, or was it always, like, ballet, was it ballet-centric?
1: It was ballet and tap. Those were the two. I never, like, ventured out to jazz and hip-hop and whatever other classes they had. It was mostly, just strictly ballet and tap.
0: So I wanted to ask like, Did you have interest in doing like theater? Or like, did the dance or anything no, like that?
1: No, I was never really big on that. I think it was more because I didn't want to have to like memorize lines. Like, I could do a dance, but I couldn't do both. Like, it just wasn't going to work that way.
0: They had like well, because they had like you wouldn't know this because you didn't you didn't get to do it, but like they had would have just like just straight dance core mm-hmm. um, that would come out for like the numbers and just do dances, and so that's why I was curious yeah. if you know. if
1: now, that was did you anything. Do- theater through high school all through high school
0: uh up until uh, i quit senior year
1: Uh, Why
0: so it i'll I'll, i will say this uh since this is the episode uh the majority of it was because i did i was really unhappy with the audition process and Mm -hmm. i talked about it in um, my conversation with kim Clauder because we were both in the same boat where we were just really unhappy with the audition process that mrs rechner put us through And um, when the the list came out, you know, we both lost out on parts that um, we really wanted. And I felt that with it being my senior year, Mm -hmm. um, I didn't want to commit the time I knew you had to commit to doing the musical. I didn't want to commit my senior year to that with a part that I didn't want to do.
1: That makes sense.
0: And the other part of that, which I don't think I've ever really talked about is that Ray had just died.
1: Yeah. Well, I understand that completely.
0: So Ray died um, February 18th, mm-hmm. which was a Sunday. Sunday. And we must have been, you know, we were back in school for a month and change. yeah. And we had just gone through auditions uh, okay. for My Fair Lady. And I guess I'd already gone through auditions. I'd already gotten the part before mm-hmm. ray had passed and i just we were out that whole week when ray died we didn't yep. go to school the entire week and um i remember um i remember like after ray's funeral like talking to her about still needing some time and some things that i just needed time before i was like just doing three to four hour rehearsals after school every day i yep. just wasn't in that space
1: okay. um, i understand i I was the same way. So I get it. I totally understand.
0: And I just ended up like I just quit. And I I quit because of the reason I said the former. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the app just missing the time and not really ready to get back into it. I was just like not
1: you weren't I, in a good headspace to do it.
0: Yeah, wasn't into doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I quit them. But you know, lucky for me, that's that's when I really sunk into T V lab.
1: Okay, and
0: um, got into communications for college, so, mm-hmm. it, so worked it worked out in the end. Yeah, yeah, it really worked
1: Everything out. Everything happened for a reason.
0: For you, you know, um, you know, when when Ray died, you, what was your? I talked about like not being ready to jump into that, but you're in like engaged mm-hmm. in sports. Um, mm-hmm. For well, you, it
1: was it was winter, so I wasn't doing any sports at that point. Okay. So, and at the time, I mean, I don't, I wasn't doing a spring sport either. So I was working and it was, it was very hard to go back to work. Very hard to go back. Like it took me, I don't think I went back to work for like a couple weeks after that. Like I'd go in, but I didn't work. Like I'd go in to visit and, but it wasn't, I wasn't working. I was like, I need time off. I can't, I can't be in this store. I can't be around it. Yeah. It just, it was, it was rough. And you know what? It's funny. Cause Bye Bye Baby is now where Sports 30 used to be in Montgomeryville. Mm-hmm. And we were just in the store the other day. And I was like, Oh my God, this is where like, this is where everything like happened. Like, this is where my, a lot of my friendships started. This is where Ray passed. Like I, it was, it was kind of surreal going in there at the same time being like, this is where everything like it just all comes back together at some point. It's it's weird.
0: Yeah, let me be transparent for people that are listening because, mm-hmm. I, you know, it, it does surprise me sometimes that, I, you know, when you live it, you don't know how much people don't know. Right. Um it's it's, true. It's often that I'll we'll talk about sometimes people go like, "What exactly happened?" Um, so let me just like for people that are listening uh, or watching, like explain, you know. So Ray, who if you if you listen to the show, you know exactly what we're talking about. I won't mm-hmm. go into that detail, but. Um, when Ray died, Ray worked at sports authority with Pam Ray. Um, it was like kind of like a newest job at the time. Ray had always done kind of like manual labor type stuff. Um, and then Ray got like this new job, which you and Tony Antonucci both worked at. Like you said, we're the only whiz A Hicken people. Yep. Um, and so kind of like was, was kind of into that culture. We'll call it, um, with like a whole new group of friends and mm-hmm. that's actually where Ray died was at Sports Authority at work, yep. um, falling from a shelf while on shift. Mm-hmm. And um then, you know, you work there. This is the so this is mm-hmm. when we're talking about, you know, you dating and and having friends outside of the district. This all stems from and and Ray having like this new group of friends to right. party with and, and hang out with that we were kind of looking at, like, oh man, this is like kind of <laughs> We're like a little jealous. This is like a whole new world of cool that we're not in at all. <laughs> so like this all stems around Sports Authority. So just to catch everyone up on like where you're, where you were at at that point. So now where you're talking, like, you know, this is where Ray passed at Sports Authority and you work there and yep. con- all of your connections. So mm-hmm. many of your connections are through there. Um. So yeah, I guess like, how do you, first of all, let me, let me just ask you about the crew. Mm-hmm. At Sports Authority, you know, when you start when you start working there, what's when did you start there? And and what's that? Like, I like started because, there because I worked in retail also. Right. So, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm always so interested just in that aspect of it.
1: I start. So, OK, the way it started was I got a car for my 16th birthday. It was a used 93 Grand Am. And my father said, we'll get you a car, but you have to pay for your insurance and your gas okay, fine. So I worked at Wentz Park, I babysat. And then my dad's like, oh, I found you a job at sports authority. Here's like the application, go sign up. So I was like, okay, I'll go sign up. Got an interview. I remember going in for my interview. um, And then I remember them doing a drug test where they like cut the back of your hair. And I was like, what are they cutting my hair for? I was like, I don't do drugs. I would like, I knew nothing about (laughs) any of this. So I just remember my interview and I started when I was 16 and I honestly was there up until God, seven, 12, until 12 years ago, 13 years ago, I worked with sports authority that long.
0: Wow. So what's that like
1: 2008?
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. So I was there a while.
0: Um so you know you've got this group of friends that some are older than you right that's kind of like that's kind of like the Mm -hmm. uh showing you showing you something yeah
1: actually um ref and jimmy antonucci were like my my bosses in the apparel area that's where i started and
0: which are tony's brothers
1: yeah tony's brother and sister-in-law yes um and they were like they were the first people i met and then i met my friend adam and the Gormleys. And then it was just like, you know, it snowballed because it was, it had turnover. So people would come and go and you make friends with everyone because you're there. I mean, I would work nights after school and weekends. It was mostly weekends because I didn't do sports on weekends. And then the nights that I did work was off season with sports. So I was there. That was like my life. And we, I, I remember meeting Ray and I was like, we go to high school together. (laughs) And it was just like, we all, we would go to lunch together and go on our breaks. And we, you know, sit in the car before we'd have to go back into work and just like bullshit about, you know, the last 20 minutes of our time on our break and talk about everything and anything, girls, guys, life, his family, my family. He loved his sister. I love her. I miss her. I, don't, I couldn't tell you the last time I saw her. But yeah, it was just like we just had this friendship that was like, you could, it was like we've known each other forever and we could talk about anything and everything with each other. And it wasn't, there was no filter. He was real. I was real. It was never just, it was never like a surface level friendship. It was like we just talked about everything and never had an issue talking about anything with each other, which was nice. It was nice to have, it's nice to have those, that, that he, I think if he was, if he were still here, him and I would still be friends. I'm not going to lie. I think about that all the time. I'm like, we would still be friends. Cause I feel like it was like our sports 30 crew that like, we're all still so close.
0: I was going to say like, you, you don't, you say you do like the friendships, like on the Facebook level, like he would mm-hmm. definitely not have Facebook. So if you were yeah. friends with him, you would have to like, you would have to do it through like text. He would probably yeah. be a texter. Oh yeah. Uh, I can't or, see
1: him being on Facebook. Yeah. You know, I can't see him being a social media person.
0: Not at all. He would hate it.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but I just I mean, he was so protective of Kim. So protective. And I was like, I get it. Like, it's your younger sister. Of course, you're going to be protective of her.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Kim always uh, Kim's Kim refers to herself as um, the sister that I never wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and so growing up with with you know kim as the sister i never wanted like just at ray's house all the time yeah. um and kim would like i would just like drive kim nuts and always pick on kim and like ray's mom would always yell at me um <laughs> yeah so like i now to this day now still uh, have a really close relationship with kim and that's good yeah
1: it's good that you're still close with them
0: well You know, it's unique in that my mom and his mom are best friends. Oh, they are. Yeah. So I didn't know that. Yeah. So Ray and I grew up, you know, down the street from each other, Mm -hmm. and so since we were five, um, we we were friends. Yeah, we we've been friends, and and his mom and my mom were like troop leaders together. Um, You know, our dads did baseball stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. Our dads drank beer together. Um, All that's, you know what I mean? Like we would go. Yes. So you were.
1: you were destined to be best friends.
0: Yeah, we would my mom and his mom would swap me and Kim for dinner <laughs> at the house often. <laughs> so that's and, so
2: funny.
0: Yeah. And and I and I talk about um uh I talked about it I think with like with Lizzie Black, uh, but I took it out and I, I might put it up um with this episode, but um, like Ray, uh, I was friends with Ray and Ray lived like on this side of the street, and Mike Mayall lived much closer to me. I don't know if you remember Mike.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So Mike lived like in the middle of me and okay. Ray. Um, but Ray, Ray um was not really friendly, did not wasn't not friendly, was friendly, but didn't hang out like on this in the neighborhood as much uh okay. as as like I did or or even Mike Mayall. So it was always okay. such a different friendship, especially once once my parents got divorced. My dad and Mike Mail's dad were best friends. Oh. And my mom and Ray's mom Ray's were best mom. friends. Mm-hmm. So when my parents got divorced, the sides got Blind. split. Right. And as things soured with my dad, with my relationship with my dad, so did my relationship with Mike Mayle. But my mom and Ray's mom were still were always to this day best friends. So to mm-hmm. so this, even when I didn't have a relationship with my dad, I would still be down the street at Ray's house. Right all the time and so i always kept this relationship with ray which is mm-hmm. you know like why I was you know i don't who knows had it gone another way and like i still had that friendship with mike um and didn't have that relationship with ray you know what right. might it you know how that would have turned out for me but like that's how things went and so i've always had the campaigns in my life because mm-hmm. holidays whatever all these things that were always you built were always together. together always together
1: yeah that's not yeah. a bad thing i mean you gotta love those family friends and Luckily, they live right down the street from you.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually,
1: Emma- um, I have a tattoo for Ray. I got a tattoo my freshman year of college, and the night of his, the night before his funeral, so the night of the viewing, we were all at um, Ralph and Tina's apartment. Ralph Antonucci. We were at their apartment, and we we were all outside, and we saw a shooting star, and we were like, "That's Ray." So I got. That following year, when I was in college, I got on right around his anniversary. I got this the tattoo. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I have so a shooting star on my back.
0: A lot of people got tattoos mm-hmm. um, after. I won't say a lot, like, but like a good amount of people got tattoos after Ray died. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been afraid of tattoos, so I was just never really able to do it. Yeah. Okay. Can I ask you, like, you know, being that young? As Mm -hmm. far as like, was that your first, was that like the first death like that?
1: Yes. I mean, that wasn't a family member that wasn't anyone like super close. Yeah. I mean, it was devastating. I mean, especially being, you know, you have to go back to it's, it'd be, I don't, I don't want to say it'd be different if it was like, I, it was someone in high school, but it like we were close, we were friends, we worked together and having to go back to work after that and go to class and like not see him in the halls and not be able to like talk to him probably almost every week. I mean, it was weird because in school it was like, Hey, how are you in passing? Like we weren't like super chummy in school, but then once we got to work, it was like a totally different scenario. Like we were, cause like we had our separate group of fr- groups of friends at school and we didn't really have class together So it was just in passing, hey, what's going on? How are you? Kind of thing. But once we got to work, it was a totally different friendship. And we were able to talk more openly and freely. And we had time to talk and we had time to catch up and like, how was your week? How was, you know, things like that. So it wasn't, it wasn't a a friendship in high school, but it was a friendship through work, which I kind of, I'm glad we had that friendship because I don't think we would have if we had not worked together
0: yeah were you like aware of you say that you were you know, like you were friends with everyone and you know to be honest everyone says that now right but and, and I think I understood the way that you phrased it in that like you just like anyone that who wanted to come along like whatever um right. so but were you like aware of like kind of the the clicks or
2: oh yeah for like that? sure and,
0: you know especially because it was for like when I mentioned us when it was like oh you're hanging with Pam like it was such a different group. Right. So did you, I don't know, did you have do you remember like feelings of that of of like, oh, it is like a different group, but you know what I mean? Like if
1: it-, it is. I mean, it was, it was definitely a different group, but like it was it wasn't a high school friends group. It was, you know, it was the work group. And that's just the way I thought of it was my work friends. And then I had my high school friends, and they never really intermingled all that much. It was work was work and school was school.
0: Yeah. When you get into like when you get into um into high school again, like are you thinking about that? Like how come how come we don't really talk in the hallways or do you I don't
1: know. I don't think so. I mean maybe but at this right now I can't even think that I thought that way. Maybe I did.
0: It's the movie in me, you know, where I think of Mm -hmm. like you know, the, the the guy and the girl who work together and the guy is like, you know, introspective or, you know, like opens right. up. And then like in the hallways, it's like, I don't talk to you. Get out, you know, like, and not that, not that no, that was the purpose just... or anything, but like, you know, the girl wondering like, why aren't we cool in school? Or, cool, or, even, right. or even, but you know, it's funny because you didn't, it doesn't sound like you, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like you weren't looking to integrate the two in any way because- almost Um, like Tony and Ray being from Wizzahickon and in your sports authority group is complete happenstance and really has nothing to do with the other. The rest are out of the district and it's a different world.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was just, and also like, when I'm trying to think like, I, I don't know. I feel like it was just, I was just considered like my work group of friends and I didn't see, I don't remember having classes with, either want with, with Ray or Tony. And I don't, I just don't remember, like, I don't even think we had lunch together. I know Ray was at my 18th birthday party. I, I remember that. I know he was there and we had it at the Ambler firehouse and I know he was there for that. So like that, he was at parties that we had that, you know, was strictly just high school and there were I think there were some sports party people at that party if I remember correctly but I feel like it was so long ago I'm like where are my memories like I can't remember
0: <laughs> no you're doing well actually
1: <laughs> but yeah no I mean I think it was just it worked out to be that way just because we you know we all meshed through work and when we were all together we were all together And when I was with like my high school friends I was with just the high school friends it was it was very rare that they intermingled much honestly
0: you know now I have like a lot of different groups of friends and I love when when those groups intermingle that was one of the joys of the Tonight festival where I'd always run into you yes when on on the I usually would run into you on the sunday Mm-hmm. But on a Saturday is when, like, just random people from different groups would like end up here at my place, mm-hmm. and I always loved mixing those groups. Um, oh, yeah. In high, in high school, I only had really one group. But for you, like, more. I mean, you say that you you kept them like kind of separate. Were you like aware of? Like, I don't
1: think. I honestly don't think I was aware of keeping them separate. It was, it was more like we're doing this, and it was like this group of friends at school, and that was what we stayed with. I, I don't know. I mean, now that I think about it, I, we should have all been together, but I, I honestly don't even, I can't even remember why it was so separate.
0: Between, um, sports, mm-hmm. your, your, girlfriends and sports party friends, how do you fit all that in together?
1: I have no idea. <laughs> honestly, you know, what's funny now, like in, well, before COVID. I because I have so many different groups of friends and we do intermingle at certain events and thing and you know, birthdays and you know, holidays and things like that, we definitely all intermingle, but my weekends were always booked up until COVID hit, honestly. And we had something, my husband and I had something going on every weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And it was like we never had downtime, and that's kind of how it was. In high school because it was sports were during the week working and then we'd go out afterwards after work or I'd meet up with friends from high school and it was just honestly it was every weekend was pretty much busy. I I don't think I stopped and that's I I blame this on my grandmother (laughs) legit no legit she is how old like me mom she's 86 I think she's 86. Wow. And she, or 87, I could be, I could be totally wrong, but, um, but she has more of a social life than I do. And I, she was always like, be friends with everyone, be social with everyone, you know, don't be mean to people. And my mother was, you know, always said the same thing, obviously, but I claim my social life because of her, because she's, she's more social than I am. And I'm like, you did this to me. This is your fault that I'm, I'm so busy and I don't have time. And it was either with family, friends, work. It was just sports. I was always doing something.
0: What, uh, what kind of stuff like outside of, um, outside of sports and work, what kind of things were you into? Were you like any movies or bands, music?
1: Oh, music. I mean, we went to tons of concerts.
0: Oh, tons
1: of concerts. And yes, I heard Kelly's concert story. I remember that.
0: Oh, so another great little tidbit from the unaired Will of Al.
1: Yes. Please tell me. Is
0: is that he actually names you as like queen of the Dave Matthews band concerts.
1: It's a true story. Yeah. (laughs) It's a true story. I will totally. It's true. We went to so many concerts and Mm-hmm. My father was our driver for the most part. He would drive us, and it started with the boy bands. It started with like Jen Shim, and I loved In Sync. So we went to a, as many In Sync concerts as we could, mm-hmm. and then it was 98 degrees. And I remember going to what's the one? The Electric Factory, the yep. one where there's standing room only.
2: Yeah,
1: Electric Factory for 98 degrees, and. I know Andy knew was there. And honestly, and maybe Jen, I can't remember who else came with us, but I just remember like pushing our way all the way to the very front of the stage. And I have pictures, like I have pictures of them, like right here. And I, I was like, Oh my God. And we went to, like I said, we went to Sync, We went to Backstreet Boys. I didn't have a favorite like boy band. I just wanted to go to concerts. And you know what? To this day, I still go to concerts. The one summer I went to like 19 concerts in three months.
0: You know what? I can buy it because seeing you every year at the at the Italian festival, pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, that's that's the vibe that that I, you know, I just love outdoor and music is a yep. huge part of those street festivals. Yep. So I, I can buy all. that. Yeah, I still go to shows like that too.
1: Yeah, I rem- Oh my god, when I was listening to Kelly's um podcast with you about Richie in the backseat of my dad's car. I was like, I cannot. I was like, I remember that vividly. Oh my god! Oh so, my god!
0: So, so, was was Dave Matthews Band like your? Would did you have a favorite band?
1: I didn't. I okay. didn't. I just liked. You know, we went to. I remember senior year, we all went to U two, and uh we went to the U two concert. We went to Dave concerts. We went to boy bands. We went to the Q one hundred two concerts, whatever the summer ones, whatever they were at, in Camden. Um, we went, what was it, the Y100 Festival, the yes, one that always the right, right. in the summer. We went to that. It was just, I just wanted to be out and about with music. I loved it. I didn't care. I just wanted to go.
0: Why Dave Matthews Band, though? Why didn't you say, ew?
1: I don't know. I just always liked his music. I, I did. It was...
0: Well, let me ask you, was, was it... What was like the atmosphere for you? For, like part was it like was there a, a tailgate aspect of of going to concerts? Was yes. it the group of friends that you had? Was it the the social aspect of like? It sounds like I know for especially for Dave, tons of people like, you know, Mondays people will come back. to You these stories. Obviously, this is why it's such a joke to me is mm-hmm. because I would hear these stories of the Dave. Was it was it the social aspect of like this is where everyone was at? What was it about like Dave specific? And I ask you that seriously.
1: I'm trying. Honestly like I I think it was a mixture of everything. I enjoyed his music. It was very like it wasn't the wild crazy girls that you would see at a boy band concert where they're like screaming their heads off, they're nuts. I mean, I was one of them, so I totally get it. But at the same time, I think it was just like it was just like a relaxed atmosphere. The music was good. Everyone just had a good time. It wasn't it wasn't stressful. It was just it was just chill. Like everyone just went and had a blast, and there was no like drama involved. And you know, you go to a boy band concert, and the girls are you know fighting to get up front, and who's pushing who. And I remember we went to Jen and I went to a Britney Spears before she was famous, and in sync she opened for in sync at the what's the one in upper Darby? upper derby tower theater yeah it had like movie theater seats yeah the tower yeah there we went to we went to that 69th concert
0: in ludlow
1: yes my father I, god love him he would take us everywhere he'd pile all the girls in his durango or in the van and take us to the concert he'd either wait for us down there or he'd drive home and come pick us up wow and yeah it was Yeah, I just remember going to so many concerts. I worked to go to concerts, honestly. (laughs) And pay for my gas and insurance. That sounds sounds like the
0: busiest, like, you know, it's funny because that's kind of like the life that prior to COVID that I kind of like was living now Mm -hmm. of like, I love having parties. Um, I love having different groups of friends to float around and, and have great times with. Um, I like going to concerts with tons of different people. Like I, I like staying busy with, with just lots of different people doing different things. Um, mm-hmm.
1: I'm the really, same way. Yeah. hmm 110%. I'm surprised we didn't go to concerts together.
0: I didn't do that then. I didn't that do that then. No, you know, um, I wanted to, I definitely wanted to, I think I had a, a fear. I didn't, my parents, um, I don't. I don't know. if, I. No one sees their parents as cool. Mm -hmm. Right. So I didn't like go to concert. Like I didn't know how to actually do that. How to go to a concert with your parents. Ray and I like never that was never a thing that we did together as friends was like go to concerts. I'm trying to think about Ray going to concerts and like I know like he was huge into like Bon Jovi but like when he got in a rap, I don't remember us ever going. to. I don't remember him going to a rap show or anything. I
1: don't remember that, at least for, you know, the small amount of time we were friends. I don't remember him now. No yeah. Thing. You
0: know, like maybe like the closest thing I could remember of us ever were going to a show is I think when we were kids, um, we were both supposed to go to the Ninja Turtles concert. <laughs> I
2: love it. I love it.
0: And uh, Ray yeah, went and I think like, oh. there was a yeah, I think there was a big uh, <laughs> snowstorm and my grandfather was supposed to take me and he was like, we're not going. <laughs> and I think Ray went and um, and that's like the, as close as we went, like movies, stuff like that we would, we would go to and stuff. But like going to concerts. So I just didn't have friends. But um, wrestling was like yeah. another but it was another thing that our parent, my parents, wouldn't take me to, and so like I, you know, Ray was like the friend that like liked wrestling with me because I made him. Ray would like be in anything that I was into. Ray was the he's the reason why to this day any friend of mine that listens to this, if I force you into liking it, it's because <laughs> it's
1: because of Ray.
0: Ray, yeah, Ray, let me force him into stuff. <laughs> I can remember like being suspended from school or, or being being not suspended <laughs> but being grounded from at home and um, not being allowed to watch TV. And like Ray updating me on episodes That's of Nine Hundred Two and O, so like like was
2: my favorite. Like
0: tell me what Valerie did. He's like, oh, dude, so Valerie is cheating. Is, is like has <laughs> Ray cheating on her? Uh, cheating on Donna with her, and, yeah. and I'm like, oh That's my cute. god, like, and like he would tell me this as we're walking to the bus stop and stuff. So like like I could force Ray and stuff, and that would be wrestling. So my first wrestling show was with Ray mm-hmm. and Danielle Pitcher's dad took us because really? none of our parents wanted to take us to wrestling.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah.
0: So Danielle Pitcher's dad took us to wrestling at the twin, at the twin rinks in Warwick, PA mm-hmm. for uh, an ECW show, which okay. is like a smaller wrestling yeah. company. Yeah. My dad and, and my uh, brother,
1: I mean, I used to watch wrestling with my father when I really? think. I was- All right. So, um, when I was, I don't know, two or maybe younger, um, my first words were Nikolai Volkov and yeah. my father, legit, legit. You can ask my parents. They will vouch for this. My dad said he turned and did like a double take. Like, did that just come out of her mouth? Legit. So I used to watch wrestling with my dad, my uh-huh. brother, cool. my brother's five years younger than me. So I was, and he, my father was into sports and wrestling. So growing up, that's what, that's why I love sports. And I was into wrestling because I would watch it with him. And then my brother came along and he was into it. I remember going to a show with, I believe, I i think it was just me and Dustin Canner, and my dad and my brother. I think it was that we went to this, to a WWF show at, down in the city. And I was like, yeah, I'm a girl. I like wrestling. I don't care.
2: Wow. Was <laughs> it like was high school?
1: Probably, no, this was like grade school. school. I want to say oh, like okay. fifth grade, maybe sixth grade something like that and then my brother like loved it so like if he had it on I just watched it in the background I just remember like sitting there watching it with him watching with my dad and whatever friends I had if they had it on I'd watch it
0: see I could never I I, wrestling was like a very small group of friends like Ray was in that group and like Ray would be the friend that I could be like like, who would want to come over and watch pay per views, or I'd yep. make to come over and like watch pay per views, but like, <laughs> I'm you know, sure I could, he,
1: ca- he came willingly,
0: yeah, yeah, you know, like a, it's a Sunday, it's like, hey, you want to come over and watch this? And like, Ray would facil- like, help facilitate the sleepovers, like, yeah. as we got older, like I said, it was Alex Maders when we were in like when we were uh younger, and then when we were in high school, be like me and Scott and Ray, um, playing mm-hmm. in '64 and watching wrestling, wrestling. And, and and stuff like that, so. Um, Ray was always yeah the, the friend that felt like like would be into whatever I told him I was into.
1: He was a good friend,
0: a great friend. But yeah. Ray is the friend that got me into hip hop. Really? Yeah, like I liked rap. I liked hip hop, like rap. But my mm-hmm. dad was very strict. Um, like I can remember like um, one of the Salt and Pepper songs, one of the two that was hot when we were mm-hmm. like it was either What a Man or Shoot. But uh, there's a line in there about like pimp uh i think it's what a man where it's like he's not a wannabe trying to be a pimp Mm -hmm. and i remember like rapping and you know it's like 1994 i am i'm like 11 um and my dad is like he's not a wannabe trying to be a pimp and my dad goes hey you know what a pimp is it's a guy that sells pussy for money and i'm just
1: like (laughs) like, oh my god
0: (laughs) All oh, right. I, like, I, I won't. no,
1: I didn't know what that meant, but well, now let's, I
0: do. Yeah, it's like, okay, let's let's turn on some Stevie Wonder then. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to listen to I don't want to listen to this at all. So like I, I was always kind of afraid to to listen to rap music in the house.
1: Okay. I mean Ray's, that makes sense.
0: Ray's mom was super down. So Ray, um Ray's family on his mom's side is mm-hmm. uh a large population of his biracial. Okay. Way I said that is so weird. Large population, which <laughs> a large <laughs> part of already. Ray's family is biracial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, like, a lot of Ray's first cousins are half black, exactly okay. like me, right? So, again, like, parties, you know, uh, New Year's, things like that. Ray, Ray uh, and his cousins would be over at the house, and mm-hmm. like, they were all from the city, and they would, like, they would be playing Slick Rick, and you know, just like, yeah. Yeah, all these, all these like artists that I never really listened to in the house, and so mm. Ray was like, Ray, like Ray's mom got an old dirty bastard for like Christmas when stop we
2: were it. like, yeah, yeah, when
0: we were like ten, and he was like, oh, you can't tell my dad, like, like my dad can't know, and <laughs> we used to like, and so like we used to sit at the bus stop. And kids would drive by listening to rap songs and mm-hmm. like, they would have a tape deck in or maybe a CD player and like all these curses. And we're like, where do you hear curses on the radio? Like, where do you hear these songs? Right. What are the, what is this music? Ray was always the first one in. And I was very naive. I was like, very radio friendly, whatever was out
1: mm-hmm. at the time.
0: So, um, but never got to go to concerts. Really? Yeah.
1: You got to make up for it now.
0: Oh, well, I go in the, Yeah. Yeah. Now all the time. And it, but it didn't start to college. That's why you say like, why didn't we like we should have gone to concerts like mm-hmm. that wasn't a thing that I was Things like for you.
2: yeah yeah I
0: never I never got to go I didn't know how to do it my parents like never took me to that stuff mm-hmm. um, my first he... go ahead well I was gonna say my first concert was New Edition and uh one twelve okay. and I remember like that telling Ray like yeah I remember telling yes. like like one twelve they're on the Biggie album you know and and the Puff Daddy <laughs> album like maybe they'll do some Biggie songs or something or you know like. <laughs> But yeah, like that was, that was as close as it came for me.
1: We, I think my parents went to concerts. They were concert people and they still are. I mean, my, they, my mom likes Rod Stewart and Bon Jovi and my dad loves ZZ Top, but like they would go to concerts. And I think that's where I got my love of music and concerts from was them. I think, I mean, I remember as a kid going to the Beach Boys and going to the Monkees concert, like At, what was it, um, Valley Forge Music Fair, like that small, yes, yes, that was like, I was a little kid going to concerts, and that being said, I think it just resonated with me as I got older, and I love going to concerts. My husband, on the other hand, he's not a big concert fan, so I'm like, well, my friends and I will go to concerts, you stay home.
0: (laughs) He's just not in that that crew. He's
1: like, I'm not going to pay money to go see a show, like I'm not going to spend all this money on a ticket for a couple hours. Whereas me, I'm like, I don't care. I'll spend as much money as I want. How much do you need? As close as I can. (laughs) Even if I'm all the way at the top, I don't care as long as I'm there.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's definitely not a concert person. Whereas I am 100% like my college roommate, who is one of my best friends. She was my maid of honor at our wedding. Um, her and I go to concerts like it's our job. Like for real, we, like I said, the one summer we went to, I went to so many concerts. Most of them were with her and we did like the country concerts where they did the mega tickets. We, that was like seven concerts right there. And then it was, I went to like Backstreet Boys, Dave Matthews. It was like a, I I think I went to a concert every single weekend from May to Labor Day.
0: Do you have a favorite, do you have a favorite concert from high school? Like the, the, like the the time.
1: I would say senior year U2 concert. The U2 okay. concert was pretty amazing.
0: Which album? Was that a specific album that was out? I'm not as versed. I mean, I know a handful of U2 songs. But I
1: can't rem- I don't think so. I can't remember. I remember there was a heart on the floor and we were like at the at, at the V of the heart.
0: Oh, sit so down right up in there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's but cool. yeah, we went to so many concerts. My Like I said, my father, God love him. I think he was, I think he was our driver for most of the concerts. And then when I had my license, depending on where it was, I would drive, I would drive.
0: How about movies? Any movies uh, movies from from school that you were?
1: I mean, Dirty Dancing was always like the favorite. That...
0: I've got this. Like, Buffy the all.
1: Vampire Slayer. The movie? That a movie. It yeah, a with movie? Luke, yeah, with
0: Luke Perry yes. and, and Christy this Swanson. Kind of my
1: favorite.
0: Yeah, same. Oh, right, because you liked 90210. I love
1: 90210. Oh,
0: God, same.
1: Oh my God, 90. Love, I love 90210. So I guess it was last year, two years ago, when they started having it back on TV, I definitely recorded every single episode and started from episode one and watched the entire series. I was obsessed, obsessed with the show. And I but then like you get to high school and you're like, this doesn't happen.
0: See, I see I would hear about like these I would hear about these parties and and again from the popular, obviously there's tears to this shit. And, mm-hmm. and <laughs> your 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 level while you had lots of friends, right? The popular crowd, and, and I start off by saying, like, I never really heard about rumors, and even with like Kelly Brooke and like other friends you were friends with, mm-hmm. right? Like, I never heard really rumors about your group of friends, but the popular crowd, as you would mm-hmm. call it, right? The cool kids, which was a large group of friends, right? But any range of things that would happen on nine hundred two and you could hear about as far as like cheating on your boyfriend or oh, girlfriend, for sure. or. Fights that would break out or drugs that were being done or just mm-hmm. overall parties, whatever, like all that stuff you would you would hear about. So that was my impression.
1: Right. See, of, I guess because I was like, that I was missing. <laughs> I was like, this doesn't happen. We don't have these parties. We like we're not that rich to have these ginormous parties and. Who drives a car who drives a Porsche who drives this and I'm like no this doesn't happen
0: but people did have nice cars in our school people drove they BMWs did. and Mercedes and Xterras and X mm-hmm. and uh Lincoln Navigators and
1: I remember and, Will uh, LaVelle had his nice little red convertible what the hell kind of car was that I can't remember but it was a two-seater little red convertible
0: well it went with the frosted tips <laughs> Yes. You know, we've talked about this. He and I have talked about this. It's okay. We talk, it's okay. <laughs> and laugh.
1: This is great. Oh my God. Well, speaking of 90210, I ended up meeting Jason Priestley in Florida, because they in Marco Island, where we go every October. My parents have a timeshare. Um, they had a film festival down there. And it was junior year after I took my SATs, I flew down and he was in a bar that my parents that my parents were having dinner at and I have a picture with him and I was like oh my god I was I was so like shell shot like like <laughs> I, I didn't know what to say I was like I just went up and was like can I get a picture with you like and he was short he was like my height yeah like he a is little tiny. taller than me and I was like this I didn't think you were that short
0: yeah he's a tiny guy so you know what's funny is like I so before 90210, I didn't get into 90210 until until Tiffany Andrew Thiessen joined, and that's why I got into it.
1: Because of so Saved by the Bell.
0: Because of Saved by the Bell. So I grew up a huge Save by the Bell fan. Mm-hmm. Uh when I was 10, uh, nine going on 10. It's weird that I remember that, but it's wrestling related. <laughs> um, I was dwar- I was in the modeling thing. And I was working at the car show, the Philadelphia car show, okay. where Mario Lopez Stop. was. Yeah, was signing autographs, That's and weird. I was like, so I Pam, I watched like Stay by the Bell like every day on TBS, like mm-hmm. at five, five thirty, and it just like I was obsessed, obsessed, and the idea of like coming face to face Mario was like too much. I couldn't do it. More <laughs> so, they're telling me to cut the line. And I'm like, I can't cut the line. Like, what if I get in trouble? What if they mm-hmm. tell me like I'd be so right, embarrassed right. in front of Slater? I can't do it. So one of the other one of the other models, like a teenage girl, like went up for me, and it was like this big line. He's on the stage and went up and like got his autograph and pointed to me. He's like, It's that kid down there.
1: And I'm like, <laughs> That's great. You're like, hey, yes.
0: And I still got the autograph picture of Mario. Oh, Lopez. Do you like, still a, have it? Yeah, in a scrap. Yes. I absolutely have it. Yeah. yeah yeah so i like when you talk about like you were like oh my god i was so <laughs> fucking starstruck it, it's like you little don't little
1: know much. what to do it's like what do i say how do i act and we went and um jenny garth was at the king of Prussia mall signing autographs so i have a picture that she signed as oh. well where it is i don't know it's in it's in a box somewhere at my parents but i definitely have hers as well
0: um if i could jump back to high school
1: Yes. Go ahead. You, um,
0: did you have uh, <laughs> anything as you, as you're like coming up through school, was there anything that you, you know, you were involved in, in, in sports and you're a pretty good uh, student. You like school. Was there anything that you were starting to formulate in your head that you thought um, I want to do this in college? Or I think when I grow up, this is what I want to be. Was that a thought in your head?
1: No, I mean, you know, when you're younger, you're like, oh, I want to do this. I wanted to be a veterinarian. I wanted to do, you know, that was like my main thing. Cause I loved animals, but then I was like, mm, I'm not really into blood and anything like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I did. I, my major in college was communications and I ended up only being in college for a year and a half. And that was college just wasn't for me. And that was that, but it was, I never really knew like what, where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do, what I'm doing now. I enjoy, but at the same time, I'm like, could I do something else? Probably. I always, honestly, I thought it was, would be like a great job to be like an event planner or party planner or wedding planner. But at the same time, I'm like, I want my weekends. I don't want to I want a nine to five job, but I want to do these fun events. And that's pretty much what I do for my company now. Well, when we were in the office, I do all our events for work and I work at health advocate right now. So when we had events, it was, you know, I put on all the parties and all the fun stuff. <laughs> and, but at the same time, like, I was like, I could be a wedding planner. This would be a great job. I could do parties, See, do like a big party planning event but at the same time you think about it you have to work nights and weekends and i'm like i can't ha- i i wanted to have a social life and do these during the day
0: you yeah. want to be able to party outside of the parties yes this is i mean that is really funny you say that cuz this is what you were like i was saying in like you in general yeah yeah you and were well, like in high school one of the par- yeah you were initiating the parties mm mm-hmm. And this is what you still enjoy doing. I do. I mean,
1: I love hosting parties. I love going to parties. I love throwing parties for people. Like I've thrown my parents, my mom a surprise party, my brother a surprise party, our friends. So I mean, I'm party planner over here. Just call me.
0: (laughs) So you went to uh I'm going off the top of my head, but in my head, I feel like you went to Bloomsburg. I did. Um, so prior to going to Bloomsburg, were you looking at other colleges? Were you? Looking I was with a with a purpose of anything.
1: No, I mean, we did a college tour of like Pennsylvania colleges. Like, um, we went to Lock Haven, um, East Stroudsburg. What was the other one? Um, Millersville, Bloomsburg. I'm trying to think of the other one we went James. to. No,
0: just naming everything from the Poconos up uh,
1: I can't remember there's one more, but I know like Lockhaven, I wouldn't even get out of the car. I was like, I'm not going to school here like my mom's like, you have to get out and walk the campus, so to this day we make fun of my mom. You have to walk the campus, but what legit. Was We wouldn't, I wouldn't get out of the car. I just didn't like it. I was like, this isn't my school. I'm not going here. End of story.
0: What was it about? What were you seeing in the car that you knew? I
1: I don't know. It was just kind of like dull and dreary. And it just wasn't, it wasn't a place I wanted to go. It wasn't a place I could see myself spending every day at. And I was like, nope. We get to Bloomsburg, we pull up. And I was like, this is it. This is where I want to go. So
0: wait, can I just go back to this for a second? Yes. So you're 17, 18 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. You drive to Lock Haven, which is, what, hour and a half?
1: Uh, something like that, yeah.
0: You're with your parents. Mm-hmm. You drive up. And I say get, we're not
1: getting out of the car.
0: Not getting out of the car. Let's let's go back on home. 100% and they go, my dad <laughs> goes,
1: okay, let's go. My mom's like, no. How do you know? How do you know you're not going to like it here? I was like, from the second we pulled in, I don't like it. I'm not getting out of the car.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so... um.
1: Such a brat move, yes.
0: Yeah, that's like the first sign of like super, of like stereotypical bratness that I know. I've, oh, you know, I I've seen. Fully, just like, I, I picture you that. like I picture you like like all right, mm-hmm. so I picture you with your arms folded in a hoodie with like your with like your crinkly hair just being like, I'm not getting out of the car.
2: One of the
1: My parents will attest to that because I was like, that's I'm so we're not getting out of the car.
2: Wow.
0: Right.
1: So whenever we go places, mom's like, come on, let's go. I'm like, you have to walk the campus, don't you, mom? You got to walk the campus.
0: <laughs> so um, did you go to all the other schools? Did you visit the other schools? We
1: visited them, yeah. we. I I feel like we made a weekend out of it and we did all of them.
0: You just drove we up 309 and just kept on just, going? Yes. Did you um, get out of the car for the other schools? Yes. All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so we walked around other campuses and I was like, "Bloomsburg it is." That's that was my first pick, my first choice, and luckily I got in and what I was like, like, "Oh, about. I'm going to go to Bloomsburg and I wanted to be like away but not too far away cuz I still wanted to be able to come home every now and then and work and see my parents and friends and at the same time it was it was just far enough. Like it wasn't like they could just stop by on their weekend out kind of thing. You know, it wasn't Cabrini. It wasn't Villanova. They couldn't just drive, drive over one day and sure. come say hi. It was just far enough away. Nice two hour drive.
0: <laughs> so you, when you say you wanted to work, so you were still playing, so you worked to, at Sports Authority till 08. So you were still coming like that, yeah. back.
1: Every now and then I'd come back and I'd work. Yes. Like I'd pick up a shift. Like I still had my job there. Um, and I pick up a shift every now and then if I was coming home for the weekend,
0: how do you stay dedicated to like coming back and picking up shifts when you haven't been working for three and a half months?
1: I think because of it was more to see my friends and I needed money for school and jobs up in Bloomsburg were few and far between. And the pay was crap. It was way less than what I was getting paid there. So I was like, oh, I'll come home and work a shift or I'll come home and babysit. Or I'd just come home to see, you know, there was an event going on and I'd come home for that. But yeah, I'd keep my, I kept my job all through college. And you know what, it worked out well because my friends would come up and visit in Bloomsburg or I'd come home and we'd have a party or we'd, you know, just catch up or I'd just go in work and come home. And it was nice because- Kevin DeProsperus was up there. Megan McDougal, Chris Gabbert was up there. Um, Brian McQuay was up there. So it was, there were still people from high school, and we'd we'd always carpool home if one of us was going home. Who wanted Who else needed a ride? So it, it actually worked out well. And then when I brought, and then I would drive up sometimes, bring my car up, and then drive us all back home, leave my car, and then one of our parents would take us back.
0: For socially, did you hang out with those with the Wi people at Bloomsburg or did you also get your really own crew no, there Is no. that a, another crowd that you able you were able to formulate?
1: Yeah Yeah, I have like my college my college friends too. and then like we'd you know you'd go to other colleges to visit friends and I went to Penn State to visit Katie Ryan and we went to where did um where did Jamie and Lauren go? One went to Lehigh and the other one went to Muhlenberg. So we'd go Lauren, there to visit.
0: So Lauren went to Muhlenberg.
1: Yes, yeah, we went up there to visit. Um, yeah, we would. It was, it was nice to be close to like your friends' colleges, so you could just go and visit if you wanted to. But then other times it was, you know, does anyone want to come here? We're we're going out, or it was it was nice to be far enough away, but not too far away. Mm-hmm at the time so it worked out worked out well but yeah like I had my college friends which you know it's funny I'm friends with my college roommate who was my so in when I first went to Bloomsburg I was in a triple with two other girls in a triple yeah there were three girls in one dorm room
0: oh okay all right so I didn't know what that meant for
1: (laughs) two uh Two bunk beds and one loft kind of bunk bed with your computer underneath in the small little dorm room.
0: Sounds like a great time.
1: Uh, No, it was not. It was not. And I mean, my roommates were not the best. So when a room opened up, my friend Maureen, who lived down the hall, she was also in a triple room as well. We decided we were going to live with each other come second semester. And she is now currently one of my best friends. Ah. yeah so i mean there's a few people that and then our other friend crystal and cj lived across the hall from us and the four of us are still like super super close we text almost every day we see each other as much as we can before covid um but yeah the four of us we are all so very close still which is nice
0: you know when when ray died um it severed our group um I think a little bit, really? uh, a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think it wasn't like a spoken thing, but I think it made things, and we all went different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like we really just kind of like.
1: Went our own way.
0: Yeah. Went our own way. But I can't help but think that that was a large part of it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's the trauma whatever for you guys with the sports authority crew.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How did that affect your friendships with everybody?
1: I honestly think it brought us closer. I'm not going to lie; I really think it did. Um, now, mind you, we were all close to begin with. Like we would, after work, we'd always be together, or on weekends, depending on you know what was going on. Um, but yeah, I honestly think it brought us closer. Like my friend Adam and I. I mean, we've been friends since we were I was 16, and he, like him, and I used to go to raise grave on the anniversary of his passing. Up until probably, I want to say like, I don't know, 10 years ago, we used to go for like the first initial like 10 years. I like We went almost every every year, either right before, right after, or right on the day of his passing. And we'd, we'd just go and, I, you know, it's crazy. This sounds really weird. And like, totally, I don't even know. I used to go to the cemetery at night after work. And that's when I would go and like, sit there and like, just, you know, tell him everything that happened all day. And it was, it was weird. It was just like a, it was my quiet time there. And I was like, this was, it like helped me like, I guess, heal and grieve in a way that where no one, where I knew no one else was going to be there. And like, I wasn't going to run into anyone because you never know who's going to be at the cemetery and who's visiting. And Mm-hmm. I didn't want to like run into his parents or Kim or, you know, friends. I was like, I just need my time. And that's.
0: You know, it was such a know. weird, it was such a weird, and that's, you know, a while back when I asked you, like, was that your first like death like that? Because, you know, yeah. we've lost so many people from Hicken. Yes, we, we really Since have. we graduated.
2: We really but have.
0: For it to happen like in real time mm-hmm. while we're in school was such a unique thing. Um, and I think about like how I handled it and I think I still handle it the same way. I think I was just very like, I try to just be open about it. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And I think that that mitigated the, the, I hope this doesn't sound like a negative word, but the dramatics of it. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, um, I don't know. I'm just curious as to like your perception of kind of like the first, like I felt like that was like the first real big death in our school period.
1: It, I think it was. I don't think there was one, anyone before him that I can remember.
0: Growing I- up, you know, like people had passed when we were like car accidents and fires and things like that, growing up in mm-hmm. like elementary school and and people in the neighborhood. But like for something like in high school, uh, that was, like, the most, like, shocking, you know, the most, like, wh- you know, that current, like, yeah. real-time, like, death that I can remember. Um, I
1: mean, I don't think there was one before that that I can remember that was that, you know, that was in our class that was someone we all knew. I mean, whether it was in passing, yeah, you ran, you you end up in class with at least, I would say, every single person that we went to high school with at some point in our schooling. And I feel like you, whether you knew him or you didn't, you knew of him. And I think that was like, I think it affected everyone in some way because you're, you're not thinking you're going to lose a classmate or anyone of your age. And you think like, Oh, that could have been my friend that I just lost, you know? And I think it brings it, it brings it back to, you don't wish that on anyone. You don't want, you know, you, you don't think that it's, I guess when it's someone you're not like super close with, you, it's devastating, but it's not the same devastation that you and I had when we heard the, you know, that he, that he fell in the accident and everything that was going on. And I think it's to be in high school and have to deal with it is a lot. Cause you're, you're, you're like, we have the rest of our lives. Nothing's nothing bad's going to happen. We're living our life. We're having fun. We're in high school, we're young, nothing nothing bad can happen to us. And then that happens and it's like it, yeah, it puts everything back into perspective. And you're like, shit can happen anytime now. Like you I feel like in high school it was just like nothing bad's gonna happen to us. You think you're invincible and everything's okay. And then this happens and it's like, this is life, this is what's gonna happen. And it sucks that we had to deal with it in high school, that it wasn't, you know then we didn't have a lifetime with him
0: uh yeah i um i i had a have a very vivid memory of sitting with ray and Alyssa Maley um Mm -hmm. in the upstairs cafeteria and talking about like future life and like Mm -hmm. the type of things that we thought we were going to do um as grown-ups and like what our friendships would be like and like you know, even like down to like what we thought we would be wearing and, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, and, and, and like, you know, just thinking like so far ahead in our head, it's like, you know, when we're 24, I bet this is what we'll be doing. Type right. Of- um, it was such it a- seems
1: like a lifetime, like, you know, a lifetime in the future that you're not thinking like something bad's going to happen to you and your friends.
0: Yeah. It, it was so foreign. Um, that type of experience that I think even in real time, I think I struggled with, um, and this may even come off like, I don't know, like removed from reality, but I don't, but like I struggled with what was the proper reaction. Really? I I felt like, um, felt like all eyes were on me. That makes sense. I
1: mean, on Cause morning because you, you were so close and everyone knew that you guys were such good friends so i got yeah that that would make sense
0: but 100%. even you know like i i don't know like I, I don't even know if i knew that i just felt like i don't know i just felt like there was like a when i i just felt like being around there was like a spotlight on it and it felt weird and i felt um i don't know i i think all the growing i think like all since that time i felt like i i and that's why I said, like, it felt like, I don't know, like robotic or like the way that I responded to it was just very like realistic. Like I can talk about how I felt about it without mm-hmm. being without, I guess I said like lack of dramatics or not dramatic. Like I, I felt like um, I could talk about it without being
2: so Emotional visually.
0: about it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I think comes off as impersonal or unemotional or like I said, robotic.
1: No, I think it's just everyone deals with grief in their own way. And if that's the way you know, it's you don't want to maybe you didn't want to be emotional around other people, but when you were by yourself, you were, or with like your family or your core group of friends or his family, then you'd grieve one way, but when you're talking about it with other people, you grieve another way. And it just it's it's a coping mechanism, I think, in that sense. So you're yeah. not like Putting all your emotions out there. And at the same time, it was hard. I mean, it's still kind of hard to talk about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's, um, I don't know what, I guess I'm curious, like, what for you, like having a, such a different relationship than I had, where like mm-hmm. I, I guess, I guess I felt like my identity was tied to Ray as like, you know, when I, and you know, with this whole podcast, I had such a small group of friends. What was that like for you? where it's it was such a different friendship and it wasn't through school but it's it's all coming out in school
1: I mean I guess people didn't realize that him and I were so close because like I said it was it was my work crew and he was through work and I would like I said we didn't have classes together it was a hey how are you kind of thing in the hallway but it wasn't like we'd stand outside school and chat for an hour because we knew we'd see each other at work. And that's when we would talk. And, um, I just think that people didn't realize how close we were through work or that we were even friends because I know like a lot of people were like, like they knew we were friends through like through work, but it wasn't that connection that we had a friendship as much as we did, because honestly we were, like I said, we would go on every time we were together at work, and we had the same break. We were always at Friendly or yeah, Friendlies at Wendy's at Spatola's. Like those were our lunch places. Who loves Spatola's. Oh my God, they're mozzarella sticks. I don't even know. They're pizza, the mozzarella sticks. That's what we would get every single Yo, mozzarella
0: time. Mozzarella sticks is our favorite favorite food. Oh
1: my God, mozzarella sticks and
0: honey buns are like his two favorite foods. One
1: hundred percent, I know. And that was like what we would order. And, or if we didn't have a break together, we just go sit in his car and chit chat for, you know, 20 minutes and be like, we'll be right back. We'll be back in a little bit. And I know he was like talking to this girl, Tori, that we worked with at the time, like right before he passed. And we talk about her and, you know, what do I think of her? And he, you know, he'd give me advice on guys. And it was just like, It was just a friendship that, like I said, I feel like we'd still be friends now had he not passed. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was, and I like going to school, it was hard to like go back and after he passed and like have people ask, you know, how are you doing? And it's like that emotional, like you really don't want to talk about it. You just kind of want to go through your day and get through it and, you know, not, Not that you didn't want to think about it, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to be, I remember having to leave class because I would get emotional and I'd start crying and I'm like, I can't be in class right now. So I'd leave and I remember Mr. Curcio being like, just go, leave, it's fine, it's not a big deal, go do what you need to do. Like I left school a couple days because I'm like, you know, the questions, it's how are you doing, how are you feeling? And then it brings up, you know, all your emotions again and you're like, I just want to get through the day.
0: Yeah, we took the whole week, I think.
1: Yeah, I was going to say did you take I know you took the whole week but like after that how were you at school? Was it like you said you weren't really dramatic about it but were you getting questions? Were you or was it just kind of like a robotic I, motion like just spitting out the answers kind of um, thing?
0: You know, I I can only remember like a handful of moments. It was a blur. Mm-hmm. Like I I it know it really I, was. I took the week off Mm -hmm. and I remember being back in school and I remember like Drew Moyer, like just very specific like flashes of like Mm -hmm. Drew Moyer giving me his condolences and thinking like, you know, someone that's like obviously like has this mindset of like cooler kids and all that. And Mm -hmm. like, wow, Drew Moyer's like condoling me. Like that seems so outside of like my, again, he was in this calculus class that, Mm
2: -hmm. you know,
0: I talked about and, um, and running into Ann Patterson, um, in like the stairwell and knowing and, and being my first crush ever. Right. And Aww. from like kindergarten when, right. you know, or first grade when Ray, when I first met Ray and mm-hmm. m- seeing Ann and like, that was almost like a, you know, like a flashback moment of like how young I was when I, when I first met Ray and, right. and, and seeing Ann really brought all that kind of like, wow, Madison Avenue. And, ambler and just being five and six years old like mm-hmm. that was like a really a moment i still remember i don't know if she does but like that is so mm-hmm. poignant. Yeah. um and then i stopped going to lunch really and yeah i had no so this is like i've never really talked about this too much i've talked about like not going to lunch and which turned into like this um kind of like random connection that i had with bethany um where i started going to the library where she had study hall and okay. as we now found out through my yearbook entries that this is where I ended up talking to Alicia a lot to where like Alicia and Bethany both wrote these really like long passages in my yearbook mm-hmm. um, and had this like kind of like just inside joke with Bethany and it all stemmed from the fact that I didn't go to lunch anymore. And, like I, and Bethany being the kind of the next death that happened mm-hmm. in Hicken it really, really impacted me as like such a one, just the sorrow, but then the connection of the memory of the whole reason why I have this, um, these memories of Bethany in senior mm-hmm. year was because I was like trying to cope with my, with, with my feelings of raised death. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, and I started, and, and so when I graduated high school, never talk about this, this is weird. When I graduate high school, <laughs> tell um,
1: me all about it.
0: When I graduated high school, I almost weighed 300 pounds. I yes. was like uh, close to like probably I was like last I remember it was like 275, maybe more. OK. Um, I wore like a 46 inch waist like going on more like was mm-hmm. heavy. Um, I stopped eating. Really? When Ray died, which was part of like not eating lunch. It wasn't like a conscious thing. I just didn't have an appetite at mm-hmm.
2: all. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so I would have these conversations in the library with Bethany and, and Alicia. And, um, then I would come home and I would like drink soda and eat ice cream. And, um, I don't know, I, I just changed. And mm-hmm. part of that was just, I like, didn't eat a lot period, but then when I eat, it would just be like a little bit junk food, but I okay. dropped tons of weight from that. Mm -hmm. Um, to where like I, you know, one, by the time I graduated like college, I was like 185 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I've like found a a happy medium, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, since then, but that was like a, you know, that was like a direct effect of race passing that I can't, you know, I don't know if I guess it was depression. I don't know. It probably Um,
1: was. I mean, I know I was like, I, you don't, I know with anyone that, pa- like, close that passes, I'm not hungry. It's just my way of coping, and it was your way of coping, too.
0: Yeah, it it's it's the weirdest um, thing, and it, I'll be honest. I don't know if I ever dealt with it, like, the right way, the proper way. I don't um, think
1: there is a proper way to deal with it, honestly. It's the way it's – however, you, you do you. I mean, we actually – we had another friend who passed away – that worked at sports authority as well a couple years later. Um, and he's actually in the same cemetery as Ray is get out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we, him and I were super close. He passed, when did he pass away? Um, I can't even remember, but it's been, it's been a little while. It's been, it's been some years. And I mean, I remember I, I dealt with his death totally different than I dealt with Ray's death. And, you know, we were close and we were, we all worked together and it was, I think I was more, I don't want to say more upset with Ray's passing than I was with Chris's, but at the same time, like I remember being not as emotional as I was with Ray's passing as I was with Chris's passing. So I, you just deal with Death in different ways and grieve differently for different people.
0: Now, one of the things I think is I don't know, I don't know if this is interesting, but I I do find it um I guess interesting that it didn't cause a stronger connection between like you and I, I or, or you know, like especially now when I hear about all the things that you're into and I go, God, we had so many things in right. Common. Like why weren't we like, why
1: weren't we friends? Why weren't we yeah. friends? we, we should have been.
0: And, you know, maybe this is, you know, I talk about like that kind of I felt like was like kind of a catalyst for our crew all going different ways. And maybe it wasn't. Maybe
1: mm-hmm. maybe
0: they all will listen to this and go like, dude, you're crazy. We just were growing up and right. all moved. you
1: grow yeah. apart. It happens. It could be it.
0: But it, you know, I'm also willing to accept that maybe it was just an internal thing. And mm-hmm. and so if anything, if I wasn't closer to, um, you know, my friends that I was always close to, I probably wasn't going to be close to you now from that. But I, right. I definitely felt like a, a period of time where like we were trying to get to know like sports 30 guys and like trying to like have that bond. But now I'll be honest, like it was just really fucking awkward. It was like, it was just a really odd, you know, it, it's just like, here's kids just trying to deal with trauma in the most yep. unexpected way and pull our shit together. You right. Know?
1: At such a young age. I feel like if it was, if this had happened when we were in our like, mid 20s, late 20s, I feel like it would have been a totally different experience for all of us as well. Like, I feel like we probably would have bonded more and we would have spent more time together. But when you're at that age, I feel like everyone's in like different places. And I I don't even know. I don't know. It's just the way it happened is. I mean, it still makes me sad to this day.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead.
1: Um, it's funny because I was like the day of the accident. I was like, it was my day off. I was I was like, oh, I'm going to go up. Ray's working. Our friends are working. I'm going to go up and visit. And then the day progressed. I was at the mall. I was here and there doing running errands. And I remember getting a call going. I, forg- I can't remember who called me because that is like a total blur being like there was an accident. Ray fell get up here as quick as you can. And I was like, what's going on?
0: Yeah. Um, And I was like,
1: I should have gone up there. You know, like you think of the, like, what should I have done? Like that day? I just remember being like, why didn't I go? Why, what was the reason I didn't go up there? I should have been up there to hang out. And that would have been my last time to see him. Those are the things that like went through my mind that day.
0: That was actually one of Ray's three jobs, at, right? Ray did like um, Ray did like uh, landscaping and plowing mm-hmm. and um, and uh, a few different things. So like Ray loved money. Ray uh, crashed and loved buying old cars. Uh, mm-hmm. Old, not as in classics, but like old as in like not in great condition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like you know, he loved. He loved chains, silver chains and
1: yes, he might he for sure loved those chains.
0: And and pagers, right? He was like like up on the pagers and like just liked being stylish. And so mm-hmm. that cost money and so Ray worked. So if there was a shift to take Ray took it. He
1: was taking it.
0: Uh I was like I was at a friend's house and I was I remember that was the day Ray uh the day that Dale Earnhardt died also.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I remember that and kind of following that news. And I was out of the house until like 11 o'clock that night. Mm -hmm. So I had no idea. No No one knew where I was and I didn't have a pager or cell phone at the time. And so it wasn't until I got home after 11 o'clock and I had a bunch of voicemails Mm -hmm. and I got through like one and a half voicemails. I had a knock on the door and it was one of, one of my friends and one of, and one of Mrs. Campion's friends. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, whoa. You know like and and um I remember like having to get to the house and it was like the house was just packed with people and it was like I don't know by that point it had to be like one in the morning
2: mm-hmm. and just
0: packed with people and and I think for like the next week we pretty much just stayed at the Campion's house
1: yeah I mean I I know we stayed like we all pretty much stayed together. I know I had my mom had we had so many people at our house like the sports 30 crew. And she was like, she, my mom's like, I didn't know what to do. I just kept baking and cooking. And I was like, I, I'm i feeding you guys and no one wanted to eat. But at the same time you did. And yeah, we had like the sports authority crew was at my house in Bluebell and none of them lived that way, I, but they all came to my house and that's where we all congregated or we were at yeah. the Antonucci's and yeah, it was a lot.
0: Yeah. You know, the, the, like, again, the, the phrase that brought just like we were just these kids that just didn't know what the fuck to do and what, you know, right, what I mean, how, how to react like, to that. You, yeah. The, the first, first time, time that someone
1: you're close with or even your age has passed, you don't know how to react to that. I mean, yes, a family, you know, a family member, a grandparent, something someone passes. It's devastating. But at the same time, it's it's a different feeling when it's someone you're close with, someone your age, someone you're friends with. Yeah. It's definitely different. Definitely different for, you know, how you grieve for different people.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And we've lost we've lost a good amount of people from high school, which is every so scary.
0: Every time it brings me back to Ray. Every oh, 100
1: percent. When I hear something. Yes.
0: It, it always, it's, no matter the age, the circumstance, um, it always brings me back to Ray. Yep. Um, but it's it's yeah. And, and I don't know if it's if if that's why, but I I feel so, um, and I don't know, I, I, I've asked other people from other like school districts, just other friends. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it does feel like our class has had this, I hate to say a cloud, but it just feels so common.
1: It's, it's it's true. I mean, how many, what is it? 10?
0: I lost count a while ago, but it's, I mean,
1: it's too many, too many for our high
0: school. It's a lot, especially when we weren't a large class.
1: No, we were three hundred and ninety-three kids. Like we weren't huge. We weren't a North Penn class of like a thousand.
0: Right, and, it, and but, it feels like like five percent of our classes died.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm but, sure I'm I'm sure there's people I haven't heard or you know, but still, it's it's just so crazy.
0: Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's the thing is like, you know, Paul Cannon talked about that, like not knowing some of them. And and, and when I was talking to, um, when I was, I did an interview with Aram, I I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I did, if I knew and forgot or just never knew. But like, I didn't know about Um uh, You did? Yeah, Kedon uh, died of cancer.
1: No. Um, yeah. I had no idea.
0: Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so there you go.
1: Wow. Yeah. I mean. I guess if you're not on social media with people and nothing gets posted, you wouldn't know, especially yeah. if they don't live in, you know, the surrounding area.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's almost like we're, we're relying on like a Facebook post to well, to really exactly. like find that's, out.
1: That's really the only way you would know, right? Because yeah. it's not like we read the newspaper like our parents did and see the obituaries. And I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time I looked at a newspaper. Yeah, throw it in the fire where,
0: i don't even know where you could, the guy that sold uh, sold newspapers at wawa for you know buck seven five every <laughs> sunday i have no idea even where you get a newspaper now so
1: right i mean i know they still get delivered but at the same time like how would you you wouldn't know if anyone else unless it was posted on social media Facebook, somewhere yeah
0: yeah and you know i it's it's such an odd thing and maybe even like an unfair like to like you know, when I when I hear about people have passed now, it's like mm-hmm. it, it's so weird because I almost feel like that's when we should be experiencing this, right? right? Like now is the time when we should be hearing about these early yes. deaths,
1: not um, in not senior year of high school.
0: Yeah, and and it just began such a a, a crazy trend that just mm-hmm. seemed to never. I stop. feel
1: like it was like every year,
0: every year, sometimes twice, mm-hmm. sometimes twice a year. You know, yeah. it's. Um, it's wild. Yeah. It's part of the, it. it's, it's almost, it's something and I take it out. Sometimes I, I don't even include it in some podcasts because I, I don't want, um, I don't, I'm sensitive to the podcast being branded as this or that or that mm-hmm. or this. I
1: understand that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, um, but it is like almost, almost everybody's got us an experience with someone that's passed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, in from high school, from our class, you yep. know, prior to us being 40.
1: Yep, and that's, it's so scary and so sad.
0: Um, So yeah, I wanted to ask you like, so you went to Bloomsburg. I did. And then you said you only went for a year and a half. I did. So how did, what led to you leaving school?
1: Um, Well, I, school wasn't, college wasn't my thing. I wasn't into like the big classes, and mind you I wasn't even like really partying partying I party but I wasn't like missing classes it was just I wasn't taking tests I couldn't take like I'd study all night study all day knew everything I'd go and take a test fail it so I pretty much failed out really yeah
2: and it was was, and
1: I just was not I don't know I think it was like I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was, I couldn't focus. I had test anxiety. I don't know what it was, but it just wasn't, it wasn't for me. And I, my mom was like, do you want to go back? And do you want to go to Monco And I went to Monco for a semester and I was like, no, school isn't for me. College is not my thing. Wow. High school, I loved college. I loved the social aspect of college, but the work of college, I did not.
0: And we just talked about like how much you liked school.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it was very it was definitely like a test anxiety thing. Like I would go into this into class knowing everything, knowing what I needed to do. And I'd start the test and I'd bomb it. And it was every, like all the time. It was, didn't matter how much I studied.
0: Were the tests different? Um Different style of tests, like versus what you were experiencing in high school, as far as like fill in the blank or multiple choice or Scantron, or were there differences that?
1: I don't know. Honestly, I don't, I don't know what what the problem was. It was just, it wasn't, it just wasn't there for me. And like you said, I love the social aspect. I like learning. It was just when it came time to take tests and do my papers. It just wasn't there. So I came home and went to Monco for a semester. And I was like, you know what? School's not my thing anymore. It was my thing in high school. College is not. And yeah. I stopped going to school and I worked at Sports Authority full time and moved from Montgomeryville to King of Prussia for Sports Authority and worked there and ran their delivery and assembly stuff for a while. And then I quit there and got a job at um, a banking company and worked there for seven years until I got laid off. And then I ended up putting in my resume at Health Advocate, where I am now. And my friend Adam, who worked at Sports Authority, and my friend Brian, who worked at Sports Authority, both worked at Health Advocate at the time. And I ended up going there. So I've been there for six years.
0: Wow. So it sounds like you, I don't know, you... I hope I, I, don't, I hope I don't say this like improperly, but like just no, a ahead. very um, modest career path. Yeah. I'm, I've always like had it in my brain that I have to have some semblance of what I did in the past or I should be what I'm doing now should be a, a little hint of what I want to do in the future so I can showcase that. But it sounds like you um, with leaving college gave up that stress or that pressure. And
1: yeah, I mean. Yes. Yes and no. I mean, it's stressful to find a job that, I mean, right now I can, on my resume, I could probably put a list of, you know, 10 pages of different things I've done at both jobs. But at the same time, it's so hard to find jobs that'll take someone that doesn't have a degree. And that was always my issue. Like with certain things, I'm like, I've done this before. I can do this job. I've done it in the past but because I don't have a degree, you're not going to hire me or you're going to look over my resume because I never finished. Mm. But at the same time, then there's other companies that it's, you know, it's not needed. And you, they look at your resume and they're like, okay, you have, you've done all this for the last seven years. We're not going to, you know, brush over you because you don't have a degree. We'll bring you in for an interview and see, you know, see how you do and, I, like you said, when I left the bank, when they laid us off at the banking company, I had put in seven years there. It was, I started it as an admin and I did reception and then I did travel and then I did, I would, um, do all the voiceover stuff. Like I'd listen to the the voices for the training and make sure nothing was, you know, all the words were said properly, everything was correct. Mm. And then I do, um, I was doing interviewing for subject matter experts in the UAE all over the place for this banking company to have them put in, you know, information for our training. So I did like a whole wide range of things at this company.
0: You know, my friends and I, and I've got a a degree in film and film and media arts. We Mm -hmm. all just go like, I don't know what my degree is worth anymore to be completely honest. Like it's true. The film degree feels like, it feels—I mean, the, just the bachelor's degree in general feels obsolete to where you just go like, "Well, I don't have a master's or a doctorate, so I almost feel ridiculous putting my my degree." It's like a line. It's just a line. It's, it's a two line
1: to, on a resume.
0: It's two to three lines that I can't get back by, you know, to put what my actual experience is because mm-hmm. I have to spend these two to three lines by putting a description, the year, the city, and the yep. school. And it's just like, I wish I could just talk about more of my real life experience. That makes me more qualified.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: But I put it on there because I'm trained to put it on there. And I don't think it helps me in any way.
1: Well, I mean, honestly, I haven't looked for a job in six years. Whether that's changed now, I don't know. But back then it was like I'd apply for jobs and I wouldn't. They'd be like, well, you don't have a degree. Well,
0: that's why we went to college because right, that's that, what we thought we, Yeah, that was the, the barrier, you know, 20, 15, 20 yep. years ago. That was yep. exactly, it's like, you were a fool if you didn't go and And that kind of harkens back to like, um, and I don't know, maybe you feel different about the Maybe you feel this way now, but like. Ray was, Ray and Scott and Josh all went to tech school. Mm -hmm. And when I talked, I talked to um, Daniel Cataldi, whose brother Derek was like huge with tech school and ended up.
1: Danielle actually worked at health advocate too. When I I was there. Yeah.
0: That's funny. Mm -hmm. Um, but like he like worked in, uh, ended up getting like working in the union and, and Danielle and I talked a lot about like that whole persona of not going to college or going to tech school. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that when I talked about like that, that sit down with me and Ray and Alyssa where we talked about like our future. Definitely part of that future is that Ray was like working. Yeah. You know, I was like doing something with film, and, and and Alyssa was like in college and working in an office, and like Ray was like working with his hands and like like designing houses or something, mm-hmm. but like didn't go to college and was just like working in the field and. But the persona I felt like in school was that
1: you go to college,
0: you have to go to college. And people who were who were training to work with their hands were dumb or just didn't have the interest in going to college were dumb. If knowing now how how kind of you how your college career went going back there, would you have gone to tech school or worked or try to apply yourself at a younger age in a different skill to excel it in what you're doing now?
1: I don't know. I don't think so. I think I probably would have still gone to college because at the time I didn't know what I wanted to do. I wanted to do, you know, some something along the lines in communications, but I didn't really know what aspect or what road I wanted to take in that. And at the same time, I I think I'm I'm glad I went to college, but at the same time I'm like, mm, could I have done without it? Probably, but at the same time it was kind of like you go to college, everyone goes to college, you have to go to college. Um and it was just kind of like the norm, everyone went.
0: But see you got the social aspect out of it so you don't you don't feel like you lost or wasted any of that time to get to no. where you where what you're doing or where you are now.
1: No, um, I don't think so.
0: What do communications mean to you when you say that you are a communication, so I was a communications major at at Monco. Mm-hmm. Um when I left was a hick, and what for you as a communications major? What what were you were you interested in?
1: I want. I first I was like, oh, I want to be in radio and TV, and I like I said, I didn't really have a path. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I really just wanted to do something along those lines, but at the same time, I wanted ideas and options as to you know branch out. And if there was something else that I saw or thought about when I was at college, I would, you know, jump on that. But at the same time, and at one point I wanted to do like um, criminal justice. And I was like, where did that come from? Like, this is totally random. But when I went to Monco for the semester and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And then that didn't happen.
0: So for you then, like, you know, as an adult, you, you did most of, you know, were you, like, were you dating, I guess, like, through your 30s?
1: Yeah, I mean, I had a serious relationship when I was, God, how old was I? I don't know, 12, 12 years ago or so. And we were together three and a half years. It just didn't work out. And then I kind of stopped dating, like, seriously for a while. And then I would date and it would, you know, online dating because meeting people at the bars, at, you know, in your mid-30s is early thirties, I should say is, yeah, I know. Um, and it was like, I'd go on dates. I'd get ghosted. I'd go, you know, who stood who up the dates were terrible. They, you know, they weren't their, They weren't who they were. Or, you know, you meet people at bars and you're like, Hey, let's, you know, make plans to go out. And then you don't hear from them or you find out their true color. <laughs> I mean
0: I'm doing that to three girls right now no
1: how are you <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean
1: it was it was a lot dating and I, I I mean I I hated dating because mm. you you know you start dating someone you you date them for a couple months and then it's like all right well this isn't going anywhere we're getting older don't waste our time just end it. And then I actually, like, so it's funny, my husband and I met, we actually started, like, talking six, six and a half years ago on Plenty of Fish.
0: Oh, yeah, POF.
1: Yeah, that's where we started talking. And um, we stopped talking for uh, probably a year and a half. Like, he was seeing someone, I was seeing someone, and... I got back on, and he was on, and I was like, "Hey, stranger!" And we went out on our first date at Redstone. Oh, and... on
0: plenty of fish. You met, but you re- reconnected on plenty of fish. Yep, that's so yep. suburban. I love that. Yeah, that's I so know. Suburban. Isn't it? And then you went to Redstone. Yeah, we
1: <laughs> went to Redstone, <laughs> and Miss I got Miss my Stoli Dolly and
0: the yeah. Meeting. Yeah, yeah, that's so suburban. I love. I this. know, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Tell what? me about your date at the cheese at the Cheesecake Factory.
1: <laughs> what Cheesecake Factory? No cheesecake King,
0: factory. Of, King of Prussia. You had Mm-mm. to go eat cheese. No?
1: Mm-mm. Oh, that's
0: super suburban. I was just no. like, oh, to continue the trend.
1: No. No Cheesecake Factory. Mm. All right. But I don't even th- Hold on. Babe? Husband? I don't even think we ever went to the Cheesecake Factory. Really? That surprises whole me. In the whole time we've been together.
0: Wow. there were like cheesecake is like the like the creme creme de brulee maybe that's wrong to say for cheesecake factory but like (laughs) that's where like i feel like that's like the nice restaurant in the summer back then
1: no we never i mean i don't think we've ever gone there now that i think about it but yeah we Uh, four years ago four years ago in november we went on our redstone at redstone we went on our first date and we've been together ever since
0: what um what felt different i mean obviously so you talked about like the biological you know clock and all that stuff um <laughs> was did you look at you know i ask this because like now as i'm i'm 37 and single and not close and want to have kids and all that right i look at like i wonder about like things that were problems in the past and i sometimes think like oh that's not a big deal to me now like that's Mm -hmm. not a reason to break up but like for you going as long as you did not being married and and getting into your Mm mid-30s did your perspective on what i don't know i don't want to say what you can tolerate but
1: no that didn't change (laughs) one bit absolutely not
0: what was different what was different here that at this point in your life
1: I mean, I think especially
0: point, when you started off by saying like you didn't want to have kids.
1: Yeah, well, that I mean, I didn't want to have kids up until I was probably like 30. And then I was like, I could have some kids. I could do this. It's not it's not a terrible. I yeah, I would like a few little ones running around. Um, But no, like nothing. My like, I guess standards, as you would call them. I don't know for what I was looking for in a relationship. Changed depending how old I got it was you know I stuck with what I wanted and
0: he was just the right fit that came along yeah and you know
1: I honestly when we went out on our first date it's so funny this sounds terrible so dating online as you know is an experience in itself and it was like I would text my friends like this is who this person is this is their phone number if you Like I'd go on dates if you don't hear from me within like two hours, <laughs> call the cops, yeah,
2: call yeah, my yeah, phone, yeah. check in. <laughs> so
1: when my husband and I met, I had texted my friends and I was like, all right, text me in a couple hours. Now, mind you, we're like four hours into our date at dinner. It was like the longest date ever. And I, I knew on our first date that that was it, that he was the one. And I was hoping he felt the same way. But yes, I knew. It was just, there was something about him, something about our conversation. We could just, like I said, our date went on for like four and a half hours. And And, that was the longest
0: date you'd had. Oh yeah. The longest first date you'd ever had. And my
1: phone legit is blowing up because my friends are like, are you okay? Are you alive? Do we need to come get you? Do we need to come save you? Are you at Redstone still? So he sees my phone blowing up and he's like, do you need to get that? And I had to tell him why my phone was exploding at that point, because well, <clears throat> I told them to check in on me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but yeah. So we, my standards hadn't changed, and it just works. He fit. He fit my criteria. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then, like, really, over the last like two and a half years, things have just like,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. We got engaged, and then we planned our wedding. We got engaged in November. And we we planned the wedding for the following September. And then, like I said, we were, we had the wedding. We put the house up for sale. We found out we were pregnant. We sold our house. We bought a new house and we moved and then had the baby.
0: Was there a reason for such a quick engagement? Can I ask that?
1: Um, no, we just decided, we were, we were just started looking and, a lot of places were booked into 2020 Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and we were like thank god we didn't wait
0: yeah that's what i mean like
1: pushing our wedding even further and at the time yeah we're not getting any younger you know we're let's just
0: you knew you just knew
1: yeah we knew we were like let's just get you know let's start looking at venues and we did and Thank God, like I said, thank God we we got married when we did because had like a lot of oh, it's funny because a lot of venues when we would go look they were like we don't have anything until spring of twenty twenty, we don't have anything till fall twenty twenty or we only Parable have one time. weekend in the spring, <laughs> and we're like no like we don't want to wait that long, and when we found a, we got married we live in Broomall and when we went to look at Pax and Hollow down in Brumall, um we were like, this is it. This is perfect, perfect venue. They had mm-hmm. Sunday over Labor Day weekend, and we figure anyone coming in for the wedding, we could, you know, they get a full come in Friday and they have off Monday so they can actually be here for the full weekend. And a lot, we had a lot of family coming in from out of state. So it just, it worked. It worked out so well. And I'm thankful we got married when we did.
0: And what's your husband's name?
1: His name is Bill.
0: Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you now, as of what, two months ago, three months ago, I had a baby.
1: Two months. Yep. December months. 3rd. Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, obviously you're very happy about it. Yes. Like how's, what's the, what's the transition now? You know, I is
1: mean, it- it's a lot. It's definitely been a lot. It's, you know, I, and it's been nice. I get, I got 12 weeks off from work, which is very nice. So I go back in three and a half weeks and I'm kind of sad it's happening in three weeks. Um, yeah. but it's been, it's been, it's definitely different, you know, you know, you have another person to take care of and you've got to be attentive and awake in the middle of the night and feed her and take care of her. And it's definitely a different dynamic. And I'm thankful that Bill is very helpful in the house with her and he changes her. He does bedtime every night with her, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a change. <laughs> it's not a bad change but it's you know you're like oh i'll get some sleep no no you're not gonna get a full night's sleep but it's totally it'll be totally worth it in the end she's she's sweet she's good i can't complain her Her name's olivia olivia Mm -hmm.
0: what's a what was a quarantine covid pregnancy like
1: um it was funny because a lot of people at work had no idea i was pregnant uh, so, I mean, I could hide it for the first couple months before we decided to tell anyone, even like our family didn't know. We didn't tell them until I was three months pregnant. I I waited. That's I was like, normal. I don't want to. Yeah. That's yeah. Normal, but, right? I mean, a lot yeah. of people tell like their parents.
0: Sure. 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 Yeah.
1: First, yeah. like when they find out, but I was like, let's just wait, let's wait. Yeah. And we both kept the secret, which was, I mean, I talked to my friends daily but during COVID, it was easy to hide not drinking. And we would do Zoom calls with our friends, like Zoom happy hours. And I'd have a seltzer can and I'd put water in it.
2: Right. right. So
1: it looked like I was drinking. So no one would know. Had, it, had we been not COVID, I'd be at parties and they'd be like, they would know instantly because I wasn't drinking.
0: I used to do that when I worked at WWE. Just oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to drink. They you, yeah, you call it a kayfabe called yep. a kayfabe drink, you put a little seltzer in your, uh, in your, you know, short glass and just hope mm-hmm. people vodka.
1: Yep. Yep. I mean, it was, it was definitely different being, I mean, it was nice being pregnant at home because I was working from home. So, I mean, I, during my pregnancy, I wasn't sick at all, which was nice, but had I been in the office, it would have been totally different. Like I would have to be running to the bathroom constantly
2: or
1: if I was sick, like they would know instantly that I was pregnant. And it's funny. I ran into a coworker. Now, mind you, I haven't seen him since last March when we were last out of the office. right
0: Right. That was right at the cutoff.
1: And I saw him at the grocery store like two weekends ago. And he's like, how are you? I was like, Oh, I've been out on maternity leave. He's like, you had a baby.
2: Like, <laughs> he's like,
1: had we been in the office, we would have thrown you a baby shower. We would have seen you. I, you was like, I, know. <laughs> I was like, we missed all this. And he was like, I had no idea you were pregnant. And it's funny. A lot of people that I work with that, like I would see regularly, but I wouldn't see, obviously I don't talk to during yeah. COVID because you're yeah. at home. It's they had no idea. So when I set, put out my out of office saying I was going out on maternity leave, everyone's like, you're pregnant. I had no idea. I'm like, wow. Surprise.
0: Um, so one last question that I had, sure. um, and I did not like I wrote these things down, but like in my head of like, oh, you know, there is something I would like to ask Pam Go ahead. Um, and you can not answer one because far be for me to put people's personal shit out there. But there's when, you know, I when Pam Lacey is brought up, Mm -hmm. um, the thing that I think most common people say to me, besides your sick obsession and cult like uh, Mm -hmm. induction of other people into the Dave Matthews world, (laughs) is that I think Pam's dad won the lottery.
1: He did. He 100 percent did. That's a true story.
0: All right. So I said, like, I, I, you know, I didn't. You don't want to bring it up if you don't want to talk about no, it. Cause I'll like tell I don't want to you hear these things about people win the lottery and then it's like their life just goes to shit because every crooked fucking horrible <laughs> person comes into the world. What so, tell me about it?
1: Okay. So when we lived in narstown now mind you, my father played the lottery all the time. All the time. Okay. It was like a daily occurrence.
0: We're talking like the TV lottery. Okay. That might be that might be nba on nbc but you know the song
1: 100 yes okay. that was him so we were living in narstown it was right before thanksgiving um my dad we're at my grandparents i remember it vividly my dad calls my mom and goes um pick a house wherever you want and Wait, what was, year is this i was in third grade oh so, my gosh okay yeah this is why we moved to bluebell that, okay. She picked that house in that neighborhood. Um, and like, it's funny, both my parents went to Wissick. And so like Kelly's parents and my parents were friends in high school.
2: Get the fuck out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So like they had some of the same teachers we had. <laughs> they, knew, they knew the teachers we had, like they went to school with them. So
0: your parents and Kelly Brooks parents. Yeah. And they knew each other.
1: Yeah. From high school.
0: That's so both your parents. Mm hmm. And both of their parents, both of yes. her parents. Yes. That's wild.
1: Yeah. And, uh, um, <laughs> Melissa McQuaid, she was a year above us. Yeah. Her dad and my dad are like our best friends. Her dad is my brother's God, Godfather. Wow. Yeah. So crazy. Right. That is, but yeah, so we were at my grandparents and my dad had said, called my mom and said, pick a house wherever you want when we're moving. And they wanted to get us out of the Norristown school district eventually. Um, So yeah, so he, it's funny, he played the lottery and he went up to do like, give his numbers. Well, the girl gave him a quick pick instead of the numbers he wanted. He's like, I'll just take it. She's like, I'm sorry, whatever. He's like, I'll just take the ticket. Took the ticket, put it, he worked at um, Gennarty's at the time, put it in his meat coat because he was a meat manager, put it in his pocket. Didn't think anything of it, hung hung his meat coat up, went, left for the day. The next day, emptied his pockets, threw threw everything in the trash. Didn't think about the lottery ticket.
0: Just like in TV.
1: Legit. (laughs) Legit, this is how it happened. Didn't think anything about it. He said he had this weird feeling. He checked the trash. Thank God they didn't take out the trash. Pulled out the ticket. Checked the numbers. And he had won. And it was all because the girl screwed up his ticket. And that's the ticket he won on. Wow. So he ended up winning $1.9 Yep. Yeah. It's a true story. Um, So we moved to Bluebell.
0: The taxes had to be a motherfucker. I don't even know. (laughs) That's what they always say about the, about the lawyers. Yeah. We got to pay those taxes on it.
1: Yeah. He, he did the 21 year, you know, payout um, at the time, at the time he, uh, eventually he, you know, pulled the rest of it out at one point. Um, But yeah, so that's, Pretty much why we moved, and now mind you, both my parents still worked after winning. Yeah, we, I worked, my brother worked growing up, so it wasn't like we were, you know, because we won this money, we were given whatever we wanted. But we were but able to that, move. You got
0: that ninety-three? What was it? Ninety-three? What?
1: uh Grandam.
0: Yeah, you got that ninety-three grandam. That yeah. had to be. I mean, they just I mean. gifted that to you.
1: Yes, it was a <laughs> gift. <laughs> i mean, a spoiled-ass child I that, was, wasn't I?
0: The eight-year-old granddad.
1: <laughs> hey, I was just thankful to have a car, but I was like, like they said, if you pay, you have to pay for your insurance and your gas or else we're taking the car away. And don't you know, I worked my ass off to be able to have that car. And I, I since I was the oldest in our class, because the cutoff was September 1st for school. hmm my birthday is September 17th. So I had to wait a whole year to go at Catholic school when I started in Narstown. So that being said, I was the oldest, so I was one of the first ones to be able to drive. So I was driving everyone to school and after practice, driving everyone home. So I wanted to have that car. I was like, I'm the chauffeur. Like, It's our friend time. This is our time in the morning and after school to like socialize and catch up. So I wanted to have the car and I was like, I will work my butt off to keep that car. But yes, my father did won, win the lottery.
0: What's your perception of your like your life? You're in third grade. You win 1. 1.8, 1. what'd you say? 1.9. 1.9 9 million. I mean, your parents work, but like is there like a we're rich or like a now when I hear that, I go, 1.9, that's not a lot of money.
1: Right. When it's, I think it's, about it's really how, nice. that,
0: was, that was 30 years ago. But
1: then it was. Yes.
0: Right. Right. When you yes. think about right now, but when you think about right, you, how, do you have your have brothers and sisters? I have a brother. Yes. He's you have a brother uh, mm-hmm. younger. So, yes. so when you think about you're in uh, uh, 93, you're in uh, like fourth grade, fifth grade, um, you've got a long life and your brother has a, a long life that they need to pay for, uh, college is I'm assuming in all the right. It just Mm -hmm. feels more like $1.9 million is enough to set your future up, but not necessarily live, uh, the life that you want to live without having to continue to make money.
1: Right. It's true. I mean, we, like I said, they both worked. Um, we got to go on, more vacations probably than we would have right. had. Right. We, we can have fun. Have money. We can have yes. fun. Yes. I mean, we, we, we but we can't we live go, like
0: the banks
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we can enjoy our life, mm-hmm. but we're both, we're all going to work for what we have. And we just have this extra cushion to, you know, do some other things that we didn't think we could do.
0: But what was your perception of that being a kid as a kid? I, I would think that's not a hard, that's a hard thing to grasp. I would think we just won the lottery.
1: Yeah, oh it God. was. It definitely was. Um, it was one of those things, you know, you're moving too. And they're like, we're moving. And that was like heartbreaking. I didn't want to move. I right. was so mad. I was like, why'd you win the lottery? Why are you doing this to me? I mean, you're a kid, you don't want to leave your friends. And we were living in a twin in our town, and my two best friends were on the same street. So one lived two houses up, one lived four houses down. And you don't want to leave all your friends and what you're used to in your school and start mm. over. And I was so mad. I remember crying and not wanting to move and leave. And I mean, as I got older, yeah, it was nice to have that, you know, to be able to have the parties I've, at our house. Yeah, I was gonna say house. you had that and
0: they showed you that basement and you went, Yeah, it's my workout. Is Mike could do something for it, me?
1: It did work out. Like I said, we had the parties, we had people over all the time and It was nice to be able to, you know, go on vacation and we went, we did like a full trip like up the coast to Maine and back. And we did all the Hall of Fames for, we did the football and baseball and hockey Hall of Fame. So we did those. So it was like things we probably wouldn't have been able to do if we didn't have the money, we we definitely wouldn't have done. Yeah. But having it, it was a nice, you know, my father's like, I want to take you guys on vacations. I want to do things. So this is what we're gonna use the money to do and to pay that, for the house.
0: Was <laughs> that a change for you coming from like Norristown and then and then moving to Bluebell and having security financially? I mean, like uh a- at
1: the time, I don't think I thought of anything like that. It was it was more like, all right, well, at least we're in a neighborhood with kids, there's other, you know. There's kids in the neighborhood, a lot of them, which was good. Mm. Um, but it was the sense of, you know, having to leave your what you know and what you've grown up with. And you're like, this was my house. This is my home. I don't want to leave.
0: Yeah.
1: And then you go. And then it, I mean, it took me, it I don't know. I want to say it probably took me a little it took me a while to get accustomed to moving and being in a new school and making new friends and then trying to keep your old friends, but you don't see them every day and, you know, you're, yes, it's only a couple miles, but still it feels like forever. And then trying to plan play dates and things like that with yeah. your friends and it's, you lose touch. And honestly, I don't talk to any of them either. So crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are you, um, I, I assume the answer is yes. You're open to like talking to, you know, like striking out relationships again. Like there was no. Oh, yeah. There was no reason, right? It was just kind of like, it was just kind of like we
1: all went our own different ways and we all kind of, I mean, at least for me, fell out of touch and it happens.
0: But you're still tight with like sports authority people or is that? Yeah. I mean, for the
1: most part, yeah. During, during COVID, obviously it's hard to meet up with people, but like we'll text. I had, we had, like I said, we had the wedding and sports authority was there. My, close group of friends that I was friends with they were there my baby shower so i mean we still see yeah. each other when we can and if we can't we we'll text here and there and then it's like when you see them you just catch up like you've never been apart yeah which is good i mean those are the friendships that you know you can always have and you know that whether you go a couple weeks a couple months two years sometimes with seeing each other you can just catch up where you left off and it's not awkward and weird and you don't know what to talk about
0: mm-hmm.
1: you can just pick right up where you left off
0: this is this is it
1: i don't have i can't find it i have this one and you know what this is what this is what this this should be called for this year not surviving in a chaotic world then
0: yeah what happened in 2000
1: i have no idea
0: what could have been chaotic i mean living in la vida loca when ricky martin dropped it was fire and the world was chaotic for sure. Well, no,
1: let me look. There's stuff going. Hold on. I mean,
0: that is the ugliest looking yearbook. I would hate if. What is that? Green? Midnight green?
1: Yeah, I'm color- it's green. I'm
0: colorblind.
1: It's green. You are?
0: Yeah, I can't see shades. So really, first thought was like, why is? Why do they give you a brown yearbook?
1: <laughs> it's green. But, I,
0: but in my head, I go, it's not brown, dude. It's, it's,
1: it's green. green. Well, can- J- JFK Jr. and Carolyn died on their plane crash.
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: um clinton announced the removal of the bald eagle let's see what else there's like a whole there's a whole thing in here for all things that happened in
0: 2001 or 2000
1: Yeah. yeah so weird looking at this chokers were the new thing
0: oh yeah chokers were big sega dreamcast
1: um, it says video game fans snap a record of 15,000 copies of Sega's high yeah Dreamcast. yeah in 24 hours.
0: Uh, let's see here. let's let's find your picture.
1: Oh my God, I look the same.
0: actually I, I not I not know. as
1: much not as many bags under my eyes.
0: <laughs> you mean back then or now?
1: Now no then I don't didn't have bags under my eyes then.
0: Um, field hockey. Nine nine through twelve. Yep. Key Club, 10 through 12. Lacrosse, nine.
1: Yeah, nine.
0: And students against drunk driving, which a lot of your athlete, uh, your co-athletes were involved in, it's I feel like. Probably. How does one get into that?
1: I have no idea. I didn't even know I was in that. Again. Mom brain. I honestly, I knew I was in key club.
0: <laughs> Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things and no good thing ever dies.
1: Mm-hmm. Where's that from? Shawshank.
0: Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Isn't it? I, I've only seen it a few times and it's a great movie, but I don't know quotes from it other than Brooks was I here. That,
1: I think that's what it's from. All right.
0: To my family. Thanks for always believing in me. My friends, Jamie, Kelly, Kelly, Jamie uh Rosen. uh Rosen uh Kelly Brooke.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ryan
1: Carroll. He was oh, here us
0: Ryan Carroll, really? With the cauliflower ear. hmm Interesting. Yeah, wrestler.
1: hmm
0: I liked Ryan. We had chorus together. What was your connection with Ryan?
1: I honestly we were friends. I used to drive him back and forth to school. <laughs> yeah, we just became friends.
0: Oh man, I was a big I was a big fan of his. He was mm-hmm. a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malik Carr
1: mm-hmm. Nicole Nicole West Westerfer. Uh, yeah. a,
0: lot, a few people have, have mentioned her and I, I just don't know her mm-hmm. um, by face but like Kelly has talked about her and a few people have I gotta mm-hmm. get to know I guess
2: mm-hmm. I
0: gotta, I'm gotta with a friend on Facebook uh, I love you all everyone I love you all good luck class 2001 GCF always
1: Good clean fun always.
0: Oh, what is that? Is that like a? a- oh no,
1: you know what? It wasn't Nicole Westerfer. It was Nicole Bales. She oh, was year okay. below us too. Okay. Um, uh. good clean fun was just something we always like. It was actually like a sports authority thing that kind of transferred over to like the friends in high school, and it was we just said good clean fun because we were never like drinkers. We were never into drugs and smoking pot like we were just you know we had fun without all of it that's cool mm-hmm.
0: i said that i envisioned you with like the um the Probably crinkled, here. yeah yeah like the there
1: it is <laughs> there it is i think you I guys still look the same
0: <laughs> i do i think so yeah absolutely you look like pretty
1: i don't think i've changed too much
0: no i mean i'll be honest like as far, like, if I were to guess your age, I could still think that you, especially, like, when you talk about you don't even, you're not, like, a makeup person. Like, yeah. you look like you're in your 20s still.
1: Thanks. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Which, you know.
1: I think we both look pretty young. I'm not going to lie.
0: Well, I'm hiding a lot of it here.
1: No, you're fine. Stop it.
0: <laughs> Listen, my goal, bam, is that, like, by the time I'm I'm in my mid-40s, I look the same as I did when I was in my early 30s. And I
1: think you will. I think you'll be fine.
0: That's, that's all I want is that people go... You know, he still looks. He always looked like he was in his like early forties.
1: Yeah, I think you're fine. You you'll be fine. You'll still look like you're in your early thirties and your forties. We don't. We haven't aged. We've we've aged very well, I'll say.
0: Yeah, some days I think so. Uh,
1: Well, this morning I did not look.
0: Like I said, this was like a huge thing. and and when I started this podcast, one of the things that i I wanted to do was be able to honor people that had passed. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like my direct connection to Ray influenced that. but um of course, I, I you know it, it wasn't until, you know, it wasn't until I looked at the calendar and I just went, oh my gosh, like, I should talk about this because mm-hmm. it's twenty years. And really? so um wedge did. Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad that you were, you know, that you were able to just do it with me so quickly, you know, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and you go up just like last week and, and that you were willing to do it. Um, cause it's not often that I can, I, it's not often I actually talk to people who knew Ray mm-hmm. as well as you knew Ray, yep. um, and had such a special connection. And so it's rare to be able to talk about Ray and learn something new and to kind of mm-hmm. listen yeah. and, you know, take all those aspects in. And I haven't heard really that side of Ray since Ray would tell me about it.
1: Mm -hmm. It's, It's so crazy, but I love it. I love that we have that connection and we can still keep him, you know, in our hearts. I wish he was here, but at the same time, you know, I see shooting stars and I say, there he is, he's here.
0: Now, when I see shooting stars, I'm going to think that's about you. That's what you're you. going to think about. I, yeah, I'm going to think about about yeah. you seeing that and that's what you're going to think. You know? Yep,
1: always. I Every time I see one, I'm like, there's Ray." Right. Yep, always.
0: All right. That was my conversation with Pam Durante, a.k.a. Pam Lacey. I always have Ray's family in mind whenever I talk about him on the podcast. And I'm still close to his entire family. And I just hope that my memories are true to who they remember him to be as well. And like I said, Pam's relationship with Ray encompassed a part of his life that I wasn't a part of. It was somewhat healing to hear a new perspective on someone whose memory you've grown up cherishing. I can't thank Pam enough for sharing this moment with me and really her whole high school story. In just a little over two weeks, back to Monday mornings, my guest will be Mike Volpicelli. Mike was in Wissahickon with us until ninth grade when he was expelled from school. We'll talk about where Mike went, the obstacles in his life growing up, the lessons that he's learned, and how he got himself in a better position today with his wife and his kids down in Florida. If you've caught any of Mike's Facebook live sessions, you know this won't be a straightforward Q&A podcast. It can't be. Mike drives a lot of this conversation, and I'm just going along for the ride to make sure we hit some sort of a destination. It's a fun and thought-provoking conversation that I hope you come back for in about two weeks, March 8th, on a Monday morning. Subscribe to youtube.com slash Playa to watch these great interviews. Follow the show on Facebook at WWFNHS and on Instagram at We Weren't Friends in High School. Keep an eye out for episode two of Redshirt Playa right here on the podcast feed. And I will talk to you all again in two weeks on a Monday morning with my guest, Mike Volpicelli. Later.